Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome, welcome back. It's another Saturday. Um, we got some exciting interviews to get into. As y'all know, y'all are here for a reason, and that reason is to talk to the top five winners of the Endless Engines 3D Challenge. Um, we're gonna just get into their processes, their creative processes. That's really what I'm interested in, is how each one of these uh, individual artists create in their own unique way and what goes into a winning piece of art um, for these challenges, you know? And it's always tough. Pulling the winners is always tough because there's so much good art. Like, each and every one of the one of the top 100 artists could have been a winner, even outside of that, you know? Um, but we're here to learn. We're here to learn and, 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 uh, and learn from them, learn from their creative processes. We got five winners here. We're going to start with Sam, uh, fifth place, Sam Horton. And we're going to go fifth, fourth, third second all the way to first and we're going to get into their project files we're going to get into their references we're going to get into uh, what inspires them we're going to get into the programs they use we're going to get into how they got started in 3d um so if you guys are new to 3d or you know if you're a seasoned 3d artist i think there's going to be something for everyone here i always learn a lot when we do these um so you also have to bear with me here i have a slight cold i don't know if y'all can tell maybe maybe you can tell um, so yeah, I'll just preface that, but I think without further ado, guys, it's time to get into it. Uh, we're going to start with Sam Horton fifth place, baby. Let's, let's switch on over. Let's do it. Sam. Hey, <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? Really, really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful day outside just coming to an end. So yeah, nice to relax into an evening and go through through some cg yeah yeah where are you based so i'm in the midlands of the uk so uh just north of london basically um cool but yeah from the deep south cornwall originally awesome man awesome so for the people here do you want to pull up your final your final piece of art and just loop it for yep. us that'd yeah. be awesome and then we can kind of take a look at it and um you know i got a ton of questions even outside of the art but if you guys have questions for sam here we'll do our best here um and and maybe we'll, we'll turn it over to you guys for a, for a little q a um so i'll preface you guys there i'm gonna try and remember i, I got a lot of questions myself but when we do that just hit me with an at punisher in the live chat and then we can ask some questions to sam but um so sam this this piece of art is incredible your, your photorealism is on point your simulations with the sand and dirt are on point and the missiles like the explosions there's so much going on um what program are you using these days so i've been in 3ds max for like eight years or so uh it's the first thing i ever started using um because yeah. at the time it was uh blender was still just sort of coming up obviously millions of people using it but when i asked around i was told 3ds max is where you want to go and yeah. <laughs> whether that was right or wrong who knows but it was it's treated me well in that time uh i basically started using it because uh well i went to uni to do product design so okay nothing to do with cgi and there was a project where we were meant to film a little video of our product and i thought oh i'd really like to animate mine like how hard can 3d animation be to get into <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah i started learning 3ds max to do to do just that one little project and it just sort of stemmed from there just that's going. great no that that's great it's you know um right now you know probably since the beginning of the year to be honest like i've been reading all these books on creativity and like 
where creativity comes from and all this and that. And, um, you know, I think it comes down to doing stuff because it's fun. And it sounded like in your case, you, you know, you did it because it sounded like a cool idea at the time, right? Um, <laughs> it's just something fun. But now, like, do you do 3D for work or is this just a hobby or what? So I'm a, I'm a toy designer. I still do product design, basically. I do all of the sort of stuff. I do basically contract work for Lego and Hasbro and Mattel and things like that. Oh, wait, dude, the contract work that I, yeah, I know. <laughs> People always get very excited about like, Ooh, what, do, you, do you make any toys? Do you just play with toys all day? And yes, pretty much, yeah. It's, <laughs> Have you seen Spaceballs? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, um, man. That's cool. So like so, you, you design, do you design Legos? Uh, I've nothing that's come out yet nothing that i can talk about i've, I've done like a whole load of different products i've done nerf oh. guns i've done uh, baby toys i've done star wars the, the little baby yodas and the robots from star wars have all been turned into toys so i've done all of those obviously as part of like a wider team wow um, that's it's become super... more animation based recently so sort of my role has become design the toy and then animate it to show it off uh, and create like a little short film to show off what it does and how it works that's awesome i love it so you're integrating 3d into your work your the career side of things because your passion has you know pushed you yeah. for you said six years seven years you've been uh, in i've been in this job for six years and so i've been doing it as a i've been doing 3d professionally for probably five of those got gotcha. you um, got gotcha. you that's amazing man yeah i know um your scene is is incredible we had you so for those of you um, who don't know, basically, you know, we hold these challenges and, uh, it's about a month long where you got, everyone has a month to do, uh, the prompt, right? And every Monday we meet up on the discord server, um, which if you want to join, there's a link down below. And, uh, basically we hold these, like these just little meetups on discord and we have artists come up and they show their work and it's like unfinished work. Here you go. Yeah. This was like week one, wasn't it? Or week two? I don't remember. Yeah, this was week one of the challenge. Yeah, it was yeah. early. Yeah, dude, that what a perfect timing. Uh, and I was already, I was blown away by by this at such an early, you know, you're only a week in, but you really seem to like, how did you get this busted out so quickly? So if I show you this, I mean, this will start to look like cheating, but this was a shot that I made in 20. 19 yes okay so this was me learning cg so this little robot character has been my little guy for years like i yeah. created him straight out of uni yeah um and then i wanted to basically design a speeder for him and be, build a whole environment for him um but then i took like a year or two off from doing sort of personal projects and i had done nothing really on it for a long time and then i was on a work trip in germany it had been a like awake for like 50 hours or something it was exhausting and your video dropped showing this endless engines competition <laughs> and I, I showed it to a couple of colleagues and they were like oh you have to you have to get in that you surely like you can reuse these old project files i thought uh these are kind of a bit rubbish <laughs> the, the quality of the models and the quality of the textures are a bit naff so i basically end up in the first couple of weeks just set about completely rebuilding everything so new new sculpts for everything retexturing everything um wow yeah it was kind of a kind of a whole process of 
building out this guy up to that level, which was pretty much where he was before. And That's then there cool. was a, a repaint. And then I didn't like that one because it was too grungy and I repainted again and it was too dirty. And I repainted again and I was kind of happier with this sort of final cleaner one. So I basically just did this the whole time over and over again with all of the old assets was to completely remodel them and then re-unwrap and retexture everything to get it feeling right. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, that just goes to show that like, if you guys keep creating, if you keep, you know, practicing what you love, you're like when the time comes, you'll be ready, you know, because if you didn't do that in 2019, then, you know, you may not have entered the challenge who knows you know like you yeah exactly you you were at least at a point where and, and good on your friends too for like pushing you to to do that they saw you know and, and good on you for listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah friends jack and dom were very excited about the idea of me doing this they were there behind me the entire time pointing and waving at my screen pretty much oh that's great it's it really goes to show like i just want to highlight that you know everything stacks right so you know, today you might not feel ready. I don't know, whatever that whatever that would mean. But then a year or two from now, even stuff you did years back can still help you today. So it all adds, right? Um, and you never know what's going to happen or where it's going to go. So all all you know is that you can just have fun with with your with your passion and and see what it morphs into. You know, um, and it morphed into something really really cool. So you are in 3ds Max. My goodness, I hadn't seen this layout in ages. <laughs> wow. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been a long time. I used to use 3DS uh, for maybe like six years. Um, it was a long time, actually. But I, I am getting carried away here. Walk us through your scene. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, chaos, mainly. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> just a mess of a file. Um, yeah, this is by the, the, the raw animation you know it's the the background isn't actually moving i, I found that most of my uh, block out work i did um i just put a video of your scene in the background that you oh, made, yeah. and i sort of just matched the animation and pacing to that uh Perfect. just to try and feel it out and uh that was a little trick i learned along the way was doing everything stationary uh just really gave it a, a lot easier to do the simulations and things if you're moving at a 200 300 miles an hour along a, a long stretch uh the uh fabric sims just go bananas and that's smart fly around all over the place so it became a, a thing to simulate everything still animate everything still so i can get a feel for things obviously then as you're animating your your camera's not shooting off and your vehicle is not flying out of frame every time you want to do a minor tweak so you're sort of isolating everything still before trying to adjust it to be a a moving on through the scene kind of thing that's a great tip you know you because the more elements you throw in to to like add to the chaos of especially a simulation you want to really kind of limit it to the known factors and uh the more variables you introduce it, it could you know then you're just troubleshooting more and more so that's smart to to lock it down to the center just focus on exactly what you're trying to do for the simulations here um because technically they would, you know, I'm sure you're using like wind. You have like a little, like a fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's perfect. Um, so was, was animation this and simming this, was that your first, first kind of thing? Yeah, I pretty much just started with making out this shot 
just to feel out everything. I, I had a vision of what I wanted, make it loop. I had a vision of what I wanted the environment to be and what I wanted the story to be. But before I committed to what I knew was going to be four or five weeks of work, I wanted to know that I was up to the task of making motion that I was happy with and feeling out basically a lot of the early problem solving. Um, just wanted to see that. I, I knew what I was doing before I tried it. Now, did you know like what the background would be and all this at this point or like how how much of a final version of this in your head did you have at the beginning versus just kind of going with the flow and feeling it out as you created? Uh, I knew I always wanted it to be him running away from something and I knew I always wanted it to be sort of deserty and martiany. Um, it sort of goes into a lot of old work that I've done with this character. He's always been situated in a sort of reddish desert area. Yeah. So I wanted to carry on with that theme. Um, but I did go in several different directions early on trying to work out what I wanted it to feel like. Um, yeah, not all to great success. There's a lot of, there were a lot of bad ones early on. Yeah, I mean, you can't, um, you can't nail it every time, you know? It's tough when you're just trying to play around, mess around, and also like try it, try to have it be as perfect as possible. Those two yeah. things are often hard when put together. But that's I think great. When, yeah, right here. When talking nice. to you, you said about having the uh, like something else going on, the chase, and that was good to hear about just the reaffirming of yeah, I do want to have something else. Yeah, in this scene to make it feel more exciting. Yeah, and um, what, but what, I didn't know what that was. Um. So sorry, I, I cut you off there. Um, oh, was, yeah, go. Um, we found in the top 100, a lot of them had a second thing happening. They had, a, you know, either a halfway point story element introduced, or they had uh, like something else going on in the background. It wasn't just, hey, look at this car, look at this vehicle, and then let's get out of here. It was like. There was more than that and uh you know it's cool to know that in your mind you were like okay we gotta add it can't just be this there's got to be a little bit more to the scene here um so when when you're at this point you know you're about a week in uh where do you go from here you know like this to a lot of people this might look done you know a lot of people would be like this is my submission but you had you know three and a half weeks ahead of you um what do you do from here? So uh, I think when, when I talked to you and you had suggested uh, like something behind it coming along, just sort of sucking up all of this dust and dirt and debris. And I thought that was sick. <laughs> and I had no idea what that vehicle was going to look like, basically. So I had a couple of different goes at modeling things and I couldn't quite come up with a feel. Um, and I didn't really want to use any like, uh, or too many like kit bashed elements for my hero objects um yeah but eventually as it was getting into the week and i had work projects to get done i sort of committed to developing the um the little drop ship which is a whole load of kit bash 3d elements from the mission to minerva as well as a whole load of other little trusses and missile elements and things so yeah yeah okay so is that is that the the drop ship from the minerva pack like with stuff yeah. added or is it just the dropship from the pack it's had stuff added and i redid the uvs on it so i could repaint it in my own cool. color scheme and things just to uh yeah bake it into the world a little bit better add the same sort of red and white 
uh, split tone color scheme going on. Yeah, yeah. And the missiles, man, like, what is this all in one project file or are you splitting this up into different project files? Yeah, this is all one project file. So oh. this is like a more... So the, the missile sim is actually just lots and lots of circles uh, with pictures of smoke on them to keep it lightweight. Oh. Um, so they're all just set to always face camera. Um, the oh. system... If I go back to the scene file, but not that scene file. So it's emitting transparent images? Yeah. So if I go here, you can see that the dropship has a turret. The turret is always tracking the uh, ship itself, yeah. uh, but just a little bit behind. So it's, it's always got like a, it's got a look at constraint on it, basically. Yeah. As it's animated through in this simulation, <laughs> it's told to spawn all sorts of different images, basically, all the time. So the, the missiles are 3D geometry, but everything else is just lots and lots of circles. It's yeah, literally circles. What? That's crazy. Yeah, so you can see it more there as you go around, but it's all just lots of circles. You're not <laughs> even not even circles. You're talking discs. Yeah, yeah, discs. Yeah, they're all 2D geometry, just told to wow. always face the camera. Same as uh, the ground hit explosions are just slowly growing explosions with, uh, again, some debris generated as, it, as they hit the ground. Dude, that's um, so... That's that's such a great idea! <laughs> wow, that's so cool. It's a it's a really cool system in in Max. I think everyone who uses Max now has this TieFlow plugin installed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just fantastic for being able to quickly build out simulation work. And this whole missile system is just one system that generates missiles, generates muzzle flashes, generates smoke trails, and then checks to see whether it's hit something, and on that will generate some debris and some dust on the on the hits that's crazy it's a really robust little system so um, this is something that really you fun. you set up or this was something that was like already made no this is my setup yeah, wow no, node by node and then hoping that each addition actually made it better and not worse that oh man that i could get lost in that like and just you know set up a cool system that works and puts out a cool visual thing like that is that's fun. How long did that take to set up? That was, well, the, the base setup was probably done in a day or two, but then it was tweaked for the entire time. I mean, the community on the Discord was really helpful here. There was a lot of uh, comments that were like, the smoke's just looking too uniform or it's looking too wavy or the hits aren't quite right. And so somebody, I wish I could remember who it was. It might've been like Ice Cream Man or something like that. Oh, Jen yeah. said about, putting some noise onto the circles as they generated and so that was i think one of the biggest uh, changes to happen was to have this uh extra swirling happening as the as the uh as they come down Ooh, dude that is crazy that that is just a bunch of discs it looks great yeah the lighting wow. helped as a lot of tricks and bump mapping each of the circles helped as well to keep them really? uh to keep them feeling right. And then just a lot of uh, After Effects and Da Vinci masking to make it interact with the ship a little bit better as wow. the ship punches through the hole. So what um, do you have? Do you have a, a render of like uh, before you hit post, um, uh, not post-production. Do I have that? Basically post-production. Just your, yeah, your raw render and then and then your final to I kind of that. see what you did in After Effects or DaVinci. I might be able to find it quickly. It's about, I've done the, uh, where's it gonna be? 
-hmm. And we're going to take it here. We're going to take it to in our last 10 minutes. We're going to take it to the the chat here. If you guys have any questions for Sam, um, man, that's 30 minutes flew. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was ridiculous. Uh, we're going to take it to the chat. If you guys have any questions right, for right. Sam, hit at Punisher in the chat so I can like see the little orange little thing, the orange tag. And then uh, we'll throw some questions from you guys to Sam as well, because I'm sure you guys have some good ones. So this is the uncomped file. So the uh, I oh. rendered it in a couple of different passes. So the just circles uh, causing the smoke, I actually rendered as a separate pass completely and comped them in afterwards because uh, the number of transparency rays that were required to render it cleanly was really high, and I wanted to prototype this element of the scene a lot more than having the uh, circles chugging down the, the render every, yes. every time I wanted to iterate. Absolutely. Um, same with the ground smoke and all of those effects, and all of the small jets coming off the vehicle. They're all separate uh, Phoenix FD sims done in other Mac scenes and then rendered out separately in like V-Ray and brought back into After Effects to come back in. Okay, got you, got you. Um, how long did you give yourself to put all of this together? Do you have like a week? Do you have a day? What was it? Uh, just the comping. Yes. The comping was, uh, yeah, it was about an evening, uh, a long oh. evening, but it was about an evening. It's, it all came together quite easily just from, yeah, having everything rendered from the same camera the whole time and mirroring lighting setups across render engines made things really easy um there wasn't a lot of color correction that needed to be done because of that and stuff that's great when it all comes together so easily like that is just wonderful um let's uh let's take it to the chat here and see if you guys have any questions for sam again hit me with at punisher uh that way i can see them let's see we've answered a lot of these already how long have you uh been working in 3d yeah about uh, well, about five years I've been working professionally doing it. Uh, okay, Zero has a question. How can he learn 3D fast? And it's got to be a fast <laughs> answer too. The fast answer is to go and watch Ian Hubert's quick videos and then go and watch <laughs> a guy called Jesse Patella's simulation stuff and go and watch Southern Shorty's uh, little how to animate things quickly videos. Just speed run YouTube tutorial. That's good. Can you say those three guys one more time? Because that's that's good. Uh, stuff. Southern Shotty, Jesse Patella, Ian Huberts. Those are probably my three main guys. Cool. Awesome. 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 Uh, what made you get into 3D? I think we covered that as well, didn't we? Yeah, just a, a an inkling that maybe it would be easy, and then being wrong for like six years. They want to know what render engine this is. This is Redshift for the most of it and then V-Ray for smoke and dust hits, which is actually probably the wrong way around to do that. So don't take my advice. Redshift's a lot better at smoke and dust and V-Ray's a lot better at environments, but <laughs> I did it backwards. <laughs> All good. Uh, uh, Michael says, what's the name of the little robot guy? He's called Huey after uh, the guys from uh, Silent Running. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. you've ever seen this uh, classic movie, this was a lot of my inspiration is little robots that just exist to take care of plants. And, oh, uh, I love that. That's a good idea. One of them that was killed during the movie was called Huey. And uh, yeah, I've always had an attachment to that as a character. That's cool. It was that 80s movie? It looks like the most 80s movie ever. 
Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's very <laughs> old-fashioned. Uh, let's see, let's see. Hmm. All right, Fiji says, do you have any advice for art, artist block or burnout? Take a break. <laughs> Just don't work on something for a little while and let the idea come to you. I mean, if it if you're time pressed, then the best thing is I find to just go and watch a movie or, or see something else for a while and get inspired by that. The uh, the block is definitely real and I definitely have taken a fair bit of time away from things before coming back to even just do this project. But uh, yeah, I think seeing The Martian and seeing June and things like that in the months ahead of this was like big, Oof. oh, I want to make those. Man, we rewatched Dune maybe like two weeks ago and it's like oh, oh my goodness I remember we were watching the last of us TV show and like that's a good show and but I was like it still feels just like a TV show I want something <laughs> more and I was like Dune I remember that being Dune amazing yeah oh my goodness what a ah what a great movie it is fantastic <sighs> But you're right. Yeah, go watch a movie. I was so inspired after watching that. I was like, I've been missing this in my life. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the number of CG artists that went away and just tried to remake flying dragonfly wings uh, was pretty high. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, Visual asks, when are we going to get the collector's edition toy version of this? <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if you can see my camera right now. Oh, what? There he is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like I've uh, I put him up to that, but it's a work in progress. It's a little, Whoa, little guy. That's so cool. He's got little, little poseable arms and things. That's awesome. Wow. It was been the last uh, little while of deciding I wanted to have him as a little statue on my desk to be able to uh, have him about as a slightly earlier version. That's so cool. I love that. So there's more than one. Oh, I think in the world that this exists in, there were probably loads of them. It's a bit like probably astromechs in Star Wars, where they're all just utility droids just doing jobs and things. And then oh, the, this I mean, guy like, happens to have got in a bit over his head. The toys themselves, though, like there's more than one oh. physical toy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got a prototype. Maybe maybe Visual will reach out and and, uh, and buy one for yeah, I can. <laughs> I'll release the 3D files for all of it at some point. Somebody can uh, do a, a better job of the cleanup than I did. That's great. Um, I think we got time for one more question in these last two minutes here. But Paul asks, how did you manage uh, life and this project during this project? Uh, probably demanding friends, suggesting that we go to the pub instead of me arguing, no, I need to get more work done. They're like, just take a break. And that uh, that helps a lot. I think uh, without people putting things into perspective, sometimes so you can easily just go down a rabbit hole of this stuff, especially when you have simulations and textures. You can just keep zooming in closer and closer into each of those elements and get lost in it. And until somebody sort of stands behind you or you show it off on the Discord or something like that, and somebody's like, no, that's really good. And you're like, okay. I'll probably I'll leave that for now and I'm going to go go outside and do something else for a bit. Yeah, it's tough to know where you're at when it's just you. Um, you have no other reference points. Uh, but yeah, getting out and listening to your friends who are like, you know, <laughs> get off your computer. is probably yeah. a good move. 
Was it the same friends who were like, hey, do this challenge? Yeah, they were, they've been there the whole way. I mean, when we did the, uh, you did the hundred, uh, you know, the winner's announcement, we were yeah. all sitting in, we had a curry, we had some beers, oh. we were watching it. And I kind of sort of, wow, I've got top 100, this is incredible. And I kind of relaxed into the evening. Uh, and then you showed top five and they went ballistic. They were, <laughs> they were <laughs> jumping so around cool. all over the place. That's so cool, man. Wow. Oh, that's awesome to hear. You know, it really is nice to hear that stuff because, uh, we're always just in the weeds with it, you know? Yeah. So it's cool to zoom out as well and get that perspective too. So that's that's awesome. But hey, Sam, we gotta let you go. Um, we're gonna hop in with David Malore is next, um, doing the fourth place render. So uh, much appreciated, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience. Thanks for showing off all of this expertise and uh, that discs trick with the emitters, man. That's a good one. That's really good. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much, and thanks for putting on the competition. That's yeah. uh, that's the main thing. Really uh, kicks everyone in the in the butt to get doing things. That's great. That's great. I should I should do the same. I <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get a submission in this time, but it's okay. Maybe next time. Sam, thanks again, man. We'll catch you soon. Cool. Thanks very much, guys. Peace. <gasps> David, it's David. <gasps> What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh-oh. I don't hear you. Oh, crap. Yeah. We're, see, we're all in a Discord channel, right? So that's how we're hearing each other in real time. <clears throat> Where you at, David? Oh, There we go. Okay, here I am. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up? Hello? You switch? Yeah, yeah, I hear Hello? you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, cool. Switch What's back to your, to your art. There you go. Yeah. yeah, you built out a whole thing. How's it going? Sweet. Good, I man. Did, How yeah. are you? I made a, I made a whole a whole presentation, a whole business presentation for this. <laughs> I, I love it. Take it super serious. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm chilling. You know, I have yeah. a little cold, but I'm enjoying some tea. Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, hanging out. So it's good. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm just coming off my little... Uh... I had a little bit of a funk last week as well, so I know I know that feeling. Indeed. Um, yeah. So you are gonna be at NAB coming up uh, April what fifteenth through like the twentieth or nineteenth or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm presenting on Monday, so I think that's the seventeenth. Yeah. Monday at um, one thirty. So yeah, I'll be there at the and Maxon be... booth. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and I'll be talking about uh, a process very similar to what I did for this, which was I've been creating stuff using VR and then I bring it into C4D and I do all my lights and uh, shading and just kind of give it life inside of there. Whoa, that's a very um, unique approach. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. What, um, what, what, what? gave you that idea to start doing that oh gosh um v vr modeling has been around for like a couple of years now but i never really got into it i tried medium a couple of years ago and i just could not wrap my head around it i think part of it was just like it was a, it was a new interface to to navigate right so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I tried it on like a project or two and I was like, uh, maybe not right now. Um, and then when Substance 3D Modeler came out last year, which was like the, the VR desktop modeling hybrid, I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. I could get into this where I could do 
like a little bit of a little bit of both in the same program. Uh, well, what ended up happening is that I liked the navigation in Modeler in the VR space so much that I just only made stuff in VR and didn't even bother with the the desktop portion of it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and then I would just take my models and you know run them through ZBrush or anything to to clean up the the meshes and then bring them into Cinema 4D and uh, give give like more life to it. And so I just kind of found my style uh, through doing that. That's amazing. That, I love that. It's a it's a really unique approach. You know, I, I've heard of it. I've never messed with it myself. I always, you know, I, I think I saw Nico doing it at one point, um, just mm -hmm. just for fun, just to you know do like a little painting or something. I think he actually did it in one of the render challenges we did with Beeple. Um, he he, oh, nice. he used that, and um, I thought it was interesting. You know, but I didn't know that your setup was. You know your piece of art was done using vr modeling that's crazy so what do you, obviously you need a vr headset yeah. right and yeah yeah so i've got a i've got a rift s um yeah um and like i know there's some newer versions out right now this one works perfectly fine um and yeah substance 3d modeler is the program i use i started playing around with quill recently and that's a lot of fun because you can kind of do uh like like it's almost like using Adobe Animate, but in 3D, uh, or like Flash. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Did you and... start? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, no worries. I was just going to say that it's it's fun because it kind of blurs the line between like physically creating something and uh, creating something digitally because you're, you're, you're building with your hands and your arms and you're using your face to kind of move around uh, as if you were to sculpt something in real life. So that's one thing I really like about it. Yeah, I you know, I'm, I'm a very kind of hands-on person. I love, like, so for example, I I love playing music. I love playing the drums. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's very hands-on. Um, yeah. But when you sit me behind like a keyboard with MIDI drums uh, in like Ableton or something, I'm like, this feels so wrong. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I, I want to be hitting the drums. I want to be moving my body. And uh, that's so I funny. Can, yeah, you know, I can see how the same thing applies for, for art, you know. Um, how often do you say, like, go to a coffee shop or something and, and, and draw? Because you enjoy drawing, right? I do enjoy drawing. Um, and I have I have my sketchbook and I have, like, an iPad that I sketch on. Um, I don't go to coffee shops all that much. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but well, regardless I do... of the place, regardless of the place, but, you know. <laughs> um, no, but I do, I do like to sketch a lot at home. Um, and, like... If I go over to friend, like a friend's house or something, I'll bring my my sketch pad or something like that, and just we'll hang out and we'll throw on a TV show and just sketch for a couple hours or or whatever. Oh, that's great. Um, and that's actually where like a lot of the a lot of this came from was it just started out as just like a couple little sketches. Um, but as I've gotten more into the VR stuff, I've ended up doing a lot of my my sketching and prototyping like on the go in 3D uh, in VR. You know what? I just realized. Can you can you loop your submission here, um, your art? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mm -hmm. submission that that. <laughs> yeah, loop loop the art here because uh, people people need to see yeah. what we're talking about. Let's... Yeah. <sighs> so it started out as a sketch, a little drawing. Uh, just like some 
like I started with the blocking out of like the buildings and stuff like that, but then I was just over at a friend's house and I just started sketching out like the vehicle and like the character and just, you know, the inspiration, Pinterest surfing, trying to get ideas for what I wanted this whole world to look like. It's looking a little laggy on my end. Um, and I think it's looking a little laggy on the stream. Let me see if I can screen okay. share. <gasps> Can't. Sometimes my computer starts up and doesn't recognize my main project drive. And this is one of those times and I'm not restarting my computer. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> uh, how, how bad is it? I, Cause it looks fine on my end. Um, it's choppy. You know, people are getting still, uh -oh. still frames, you know, every, <laughs> every while. It's okay though. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Mm. Um, people get the idea. People yeah, get the okay. idea. It's beautiful. Like it's very vibrant. Cool. Um, uh, I guess I have so many questions, but let's start from the beginning. <laughs> how did you come up with this idea? Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big anime games nerd. So, um, I loved, I love all the, the vehicle designs and like the proportions that uh, Akira Toriyama uses in Dragon Ball and uh, what is it called? Sandland, the other short series he has. Um, so I just immediately was like, okay, I want to make something that's a, a tribute to that style of work. Sweet. So this is like a very, a very like condensed form of the, the inspiration that I got for the bike. Um, and then with the buildings, uh, like we've been to oh. Japan a couple times and I, I love like Dude. the variety of buildings and all the big neon signs and stuff like that. And so I really wanted to create something that was, had a little bit of a futuristic flavor to it, but, uh, felt very much like a Japanese, uh, like futuristic coastal town. Yeah. I, I love uh, so this I, reference here is beautiful um that pixel art on those buildings like that third one with the traffic cones and the moss on it like that is yeah i love amazing. this amazing oh yeah and what's that one with the 8299 what is that from oh that is um it's from an artist uh art art putra i think is, is how his name is pronounced uh he's done a lot of uh music videos for artists um one of which is, have you heard of uh, Crystal Dolphin by Englewood? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Definitely check that out. Uh, he did a music video for for that for him for that, and it turned out amazing because it's just like, it's it's all 3D, but it's got these super flat, vibrant colors, and oh, it's just eye candy every frame of it. Crystal Dolphin by yeah. uh, Englewood? Englewood, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to... Uh, with, with an E. Englewood. All right. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love music it's, videos. It, it's for... so good. Mm -hmm. um, no, this is this is wonderful. This gets me amped just seeing this reference yeah. here. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things that I once I figured out the setting for for this world that I was building, I was trying to figure out what time of day I wanted. And initially, I was going to do like a like a bright sunny day along the coast, but I ended up deciding on like oh. a sunset because i really i really wanted all those nice warm pinks and oranges and yellows uh fading into more of like a darker blues and purples to just uh just give that scene a lot more more richness to it 
Man, this is uh, making me feel stuff here. I lo- this is amazing. <laughs> I love this, man. Uh, yeah, those colors, man. Jeez, those colors mm-hmm. are wonderful, and I love that in the bottom left down there too. That's so simple. Yeah. Like I just want, I want to play games like this. I think that's why, uh, you know, we've known each other for a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we we got really into that. What was that game? Westwood um, East East Eastward Eastward Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eastward, yeah yeah that game man like the design in that game was super cool so it's cool to see oh, like i love that yeah i, I love it man all right I, i'm also, I'm, 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 I'm down for the ride uh yeah um and also just you know like we, we both went to camp mograph last year and every day we'd go out to the, the the whole group would go out to the dock and watch the the sunset every night and it was just like i love yeah. that color palette it's the best it's just yeah, it's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, All right, so yeah, where, where do we go? Oh, yes. Yeah, so sketches. So like I said, I didn't do a ton of like, I didn't have like a whole like sketch. I didn't have a whole smattering of sketches for the characters and the vehicles. I kind of, mm-hmm. I had an idea of what I wanted to do from the inspiration. And I did like a first pass of a character and a vehicle. And then I was just like, all right, this is good. I just want to start sketching in VR. And so this is where I started with, with these guys. Um, I'll, I'll get to this little this little manhole character uh, once we start diving into the C45. That's great. Um, but yeah, so like just the main character, uh, just like taking notes from like uh what is it cyberpunk that mm-hmm. that one video game uh slash series having like an outfit like that and then doing the the toriyama-esque like kind of squashed compacted uh motorcycle i love that like blocky a, look it's so a delivery ah. truck <laughs> yeah it's it's already tangible here like your render i feel like i just can like bite it i just want to eat it but like this <laughs> right here i can i still feel like i can like pull this off the page and like play with it and feel those edges i love that blockiness man it's great yeah and and thankfully when i started building this in vr it like translated super super well so i was really happy about that uh and then here are some very initial sketches of the Mm. the actual background scenery um so in this i had like a more like future futuristic uh, vibe going for it, and as I started actually building the the, the scene elements, I, I wanted it to be more like uh, feel feel a little bit more closer to modern and not like way too future because this is like a it's a small town on the coast. It's not like going to be crazy developed like a, a major metropolitan area. So I wanted to have like a little bit of uh, like like an old school feel to it. This is advanced. Do you do this for every project? Like, are you really like you're doing these drawings before you even touch 3d like uh sometimes i just go straight actually a lot of the times i just go straight into 3d yeah okay okay but this is like very well thought out um and you're you're planning on modeling all this versus pulling like kitbash elements or Mm -hmm. yeah wow dude yeah wow um and then even all the the sign graphics i did by hand i just once oh I God. once I built once I built all of these these sign elements over here and UV them out, I just created a bunch of templates, threw them all on my iPad, and I would just sketch them out. And uh, so there's I forget how many 
varieties of signs I did. This is like the bulk of them right here. And so some of them would just be original illustrations that I would just kind of play around with. Others would be like the, like this, the dog. I would take like a 3D render and just do a really cool stylistic trace over that. Cause I really like that, the element. Man. Um, but then I even, I even made like a, a little glyph system just by taking letters and kind of making them blobby shaped and adding and subtracting different parts of a letter. And so this actually reads out endless engines. Uh, this, this says dog. Oh, I can kind of see it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then this is just like a random three letter word. So I chose ace for, for this part over here. Jeez, man. Um, yeah. And oh, so that was really fun. And then I would take that. Uh, so these are all like the base colors. And then what I would do is I would take that and when I brought it into Cinema 4D, I would set it up in a shader. So using a random effector, I would drive like a little bit of a color shift. So sometimes this would turn out to be like a reddish background and sometimes it would be blue or just like the regular green that you see here. Shoot, Because there would be, there'd be multiple copies of these these signs in the yes. scene, but I didn't want them all to be the same because that would yeah. start to get a little bit flat. So uh, doing just like that little that little trick to vary it up a bit helped so much. That's amazing. Yes, I, I'm already you're already giving me ideas on how to use C4D differently. I <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then here's the 3D. So oh, okay. um, this the, is all in VR. Character, yeah, this, so this is in VR. So what I did was, uh, not not the painting stuff. This, these are snapshots from Substance Painter. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did was, once I had a general idea of what I wanted the, the character and the bike to look like, I took the, like a placeholder bike that I had in the scene from very, very early on and sculpted my elements around the character, like the little, the, the, the wood puppet uh, from hmm. from cinema and also just like some very general block shape for the motorcycle mm -hmm. and sculpted that out in there once that was good took it out of there retopologized it using just like a very quick z remesher and then a quick uv unwrap brought it into substance painter and then just sort of playing around with different uh like custom smart materials in substance painter to create like the nice little edge wear on the, the bike and I think like a little bit of like that like the uneven paint yeah all the, the imperfections and the chips and stuff yeah yeah I got mm -hmm. you yeah little, little scratches on the glass and as you can see here like the the glass on the bike was was way higher up initially mm. and what it end, what I ended up doing is because it was blocking the face entirely in the final render I just scooched it down and it turned out just fine oh that's great instinct yeah good good eye yeah. on that for sure yeah um and then here's here's some of the buildings so again all made in vr and then brought into substance painter to do some some nice texturing dude so cool i oh ah i like this is such a great <laughs> workflow i love this 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 seems like so different than what i'm used to in 3d and that's great because i feel like i need to mix it up at this point you know I, i've done the same workflow for so long and mm -hmm. you know i need to spice things up a little bit this this is awesome i love the the output of this is very you know video gamey very cartoony and i'm just such a sucker yeah. for that because i've been doing photo real for so long and uh 
you know, it's nice, but I would I would really like to start getting into this kind of setup here, this kind of look, man. This is incredible. Thank you. Um for for this, so once I had a, a general idea of how I wanted the building elements, like the 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 paint on the walls, the the metal on the pipes, all that kind of stuff, I just was able to save those out as smart materials and actually all the materials that you see here and on the previous page once i had that system set up i was able to kick out all the materials for each model within a day whoa because because it's just like okay i know exactly how everything wants to look now all i need to do is just tweak colors here and there and i've got what i want for every scene that's great yeah i need to learn substance yeah. as well man mm -hmm. Jeez. i i I used Substance Painter maybe once or twice before on a project, but I didn't use it as heavily as I did with this. And now it's like, I, I can't go back. Cool. It's just too good. Cool. That's awesome. I'm glad that, you know, people are learning stuff through these projects. That's the, that's the point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, here's some, some very early works in progress. Um, so this mm -hmm. is, this is the very first scene. Like, like the day you announced that, that contest, um, I download the project scene. I was just like, okay, I have a pretty, I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do. I want to do like the, the semi-futuristic coastal town, like very Japanese city pop, future funk type vibes, um, get a cool motorcycle in there. So I just start blocking everything out. Um, so here's like a first initial blocking out. This is like a near final blocking out on the, the right. Uh, for the cloud background, I actually used uh, Houdini. So I, oh. I sculpted, I, I made like a general volume in Houdini or in, in Modeler. Kicked that out of there and brought it into Houdini. And then there's a couple like little note. There's some nodes in Houdini that can turn it into a, like a cloud volume and you can add noise to give it sort of that, I guess that cloud look. Yeah. Uh, and you can also make it loop in there too. So I just oh, cool. set all that up, uh, kicked out that volume and then rendered it as like a backplate for my scene. Um, so those clouds that we're seeing on the bottom left are the clouds in the final. Uh, this is an early version of it, but yeah. Got it, much. got it, got it. Um, and then this, this bottom right render is uh, like a early final-ish render where I was discovering that I didn't want to have like I when I rented this out it was like oh it's it's looking a little bit too cool for what I wanted I wanted to bring back more of that warmth more of those reds in there yeah uh, the signs themselves were looking a little bit blown out so um it was great to like have time like I, I gave myself enough time to be able to work out those little kinks uh that's good because, that's like, very important because the, yeah because like this right here looks like a final render but for me it was like no i this it's not like exactly what i want so how much time do you give yourself like in a project uh contingency time you know like you have uh, you what five weeks to do this and mm -hmm. uh did you have like a schedule that you mapped out roughly like by week one i want xyz week two week three or did you just kind of like go into the wind and like kind of see what came came of it it was a bit of that, yeah. Um, I, I worked on this like maybe a couple hours a day, like an hour or two, just sort of chipped away at little things, just whatever I kind of wanted to accomplish in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think That's that good. worked out 
pretty well. I think I could have done like a little bit better organizing, like, okay, I want this done by this time. And I sort of had to, to set those, those benchmarks near the end of it because the yes. last couple days I, I spent a lot more time getting it finished up, but I, I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel panicked about getting it done. It was just kind of like, it, it was almost like the, a final polish point where I just wanted it to make sure it looked really good. And I was really, I was having fun with it. And that's, that's perfect. That's, just, that's all just, you need. Just, yeah. And just wanted to, to make this look as, as good as I wanted it to look. And I think that the way I managed my time early on gave me a bit of that buffer to do so. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I think, um, for me personally, uh, you know, I guess this kind of goes back to all the stuff that I've been thinking about since the beginning of this year, but, uh, it's really hard to make stuff when there's stakes on, uh, or pressure is on. And mm-hmm. especially it's difficult to make stuff that you think is good because you think in your mind it, ne- it needs to be the best, um, quickly. And that's just not realistic. And, mm-hmm. um, I think what you're doing here by just diving in and having fun, uh, with no real schedule or timeline, there's no pressure. You, you did a good job of taking the pressure off and just having fun. And then once you kind of let your inspiration go and like, you've seen that, you know, there's something here, there's probably something here. Uh, then you can probably get to like the schedule stuff later. Um, it seems like you Mm -hmm. got a real nice, healthy approach to this. Um, yeah. So we have like five minutes left. That was the fastest oh, 30 gosh, minutes we do. ever. Wow. Um, so we can, like, do you want to uh, just take it to Q&A here? I'm sure everyone yeah. has questions for you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pop open the, the Cinema 4D file just so it kind of plays in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orbit around while, that, maybe. While, yeah, oh, while, so while folks cool. are asking questions. That's great. Yeah, so guys, please, um, at Ponisher in the chat here so I can... Oh, we got Windbush in the house. What up, uh, what's up, Bush? We got fried pixels. What's up, James? Hey. Yeah. The, all, all the all the good folks. The Mograph fam. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Um, James, you going to NAB this year? You should. Better. <laughs> um. But uh, yes, we'll let these. Oh, Kenza's in here too. Yes. Hey, Kenza. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You got some support here. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, hit me with them at Ponishers, guys. Ask some questions here. We got another, we got like five minutes left. Four minutes left. Um, so, ah, uh, James. I'll see you next time, though. I'll see you next time. Oh, McDaffy's in here too. Got some O toy so good um all right why did i add the mouth in the thumbnail oh that's a that's a good question so yes <laughs> i don't know if you noticed i added a mouth to your render in the thumbnail i i i did i i, I thought about giving you crap about it but i was like eh, no it's it's fine <laughs> it's a thumbnail it, it thing it's yeah, like clarity yeah, exactly. it's a clarity thing it's like um mm-hmm. you'll read the face a little bit more 
when uh, sure. yeah. when you see a face, you know. So I added a mm-hmm. big old cheesy anime smile to it to like kind of yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, it it, it kind of has like a like a Calvin and Hobbes smile. Yeah, for sure. Sort of like yeah. I knew the people that knew, especially you. You'd be like, uh, what did you do that <laughs> for? <laughs> yeah. YouTube marketing, y'all. Um, let's see. How do you deal with management, uh, time management and burnout? When you got CG um, as your day job, um, and then you're trying to do CG for a hobby, like how does that work? It's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I don't know if I have like the, the best like time management tips or anything like that. Uh, I mean, the stuff that I do for my my day job, I really like too. And there's lots of opportunity to explore for future projects at work. Uh, for anyone who doesn't mm. know, I work at Wyden and Kennedy on the the motion team. There, um, it, it's it's a great group, and there's a ton of talent on there, and we all we all uh, have different skills that we can bring and share with each other, and. I don't find myself ever feeling, I mean, I can't say ever, but like, I don't find myself super burned out because the projects that I, I get to work on in, in my day job, uh, also translate over to, uh, translate into skills and techniques that I can use for my personal passion projects. And so. I would say that I rarely feel burnt out from doing personal work and day job work um, on top of that. That's great. That's great, man. Keep that going for as long as you can. Um, yeah. Because I would assume that in your day job, you get like different projects coming in all the time. So it's always fresh, mm-hmm. I would assume, right? Yeah. There's always something new to learn, especially yeah. for like the longer term projects in there. Um, let's see. We got time for like one more. Uh... How long did your render take? <laughs> How long did the render take? Uh, it took about two to three hours, actually. Really? Um, yeah, and I actually just got one of the new the new MacBooks, so I was able to put it through its paces like the week of render time. And you know, it, it's not like a forty ninety level graphics card, but like it it chewed through the frames pretty quickly. Um, Jeez, man! And that's also cool. just uh, just a lot of optimizing. So like. A lot of these are instances in the scene, and then I have grass in here that's using it's using like a redshift proxy object instead of just like a cloner or a hair, and so that helped to render it a lot quicker. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, just a lot of optimizing there brought it down to a, a cool two to three hours render time. Heck yeah, dude, that's incredible! <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, well, hey man, apologies we didn't get through the whole the whole thing but um that was a that was a very rich uh beautiful overview of your scene um i learned yeah i mean that was just that whole time was inspiring for me um but if you guys are at nab this year in vegas go check out david malore he'll be at the maxon booth on monday at 1 30 that is the 17th the 17th yeah yeah april 17th uh, in Vegas, mm-hmm. if, you, if you guys are at NAB, go check them out. I'm gonna make it there. Um, so, yeah, man, I'll see you in Vegas in a couple weeks. Yeah, see you there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much. Up. 
for uh, yeah, for hopping you. in, and uh, congrats yeah. again on the win, man. It's super thank awesome. You. And and thanks for putting these these competitions on. They're they're a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. We'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk soon. I'll see you. I'll see you at NAB. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. See ya. Peace out. Later. Later. All right, y'all. <sighs> we got through two interviews so far. We got three more to go. We're going to do third place uh, is up next. So we are talking to, well, let's just find out. I think it's all queued up. Let's switch on over. So do you want to you want to hit that switch? It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Things are happening. All right, it's brewing in the background. I can hear them. They're working. Oh, Hello. snap. Donald, what's up, man? Hello, man. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Excited. A little bit scared. But, oh, uh, don't yeah. worry about it. We're just going to chat. Um... First things first, can you pull up your art for me? Can you just loop it uh, for everybody yep. and kind of see? I hope it's smooth enough. Autoplay. Can you see it? Yeah, it's uh, lagging a little bit, but let's. it could just be Discord. Let me... Oops, it's <laughs> opening like... <laughs> that looks hilarious. The initial version, yeah. <laughs> yeah, try to see if you can just loop the art. Dude, I this this render's so good. It's too good. I should press repeat. Yeah, all good, all good. Um, how are you doing? Where are you from? So I live in Albania, central Central Europe. Yeah. It's I don't know. Uh, it's evening here. What else am I supposed? To... <laughs> I've never been it's... to Albania. Um, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll make it out there. It's but... near Italy, near Italy, like between Italy and Greece. I, okay. I don't know how to be more precise. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's all I need to know. Um, dude, how, this is, this is incredible. This art, man, like everything here is ridiculous. Your, first off, your animation that you're doing is absurd. Your render quality is absurd. This, the idea itself is ridiculous. The the smoke sims and the flames are ridiculous. Like I know this was in the Embergen release trailer, right? So yep, you yep. use some Embergen. Um, yeah, like you have a pilot getting into the cockpit of that thing. The the way you warp out and distort the air and the environment when that explosion goes off, it feels so good. And you see those missiles coming from the background all the way from the top of the shot. Like, dude, uh, how long have you been working in 3D? So I started taking it seriously about uh, four years ago. Yes. And I've been like doing it as a professional job, I would say in two years. Okay, the okay. Last two years. So what it's you... been four years completely focused in 3D. Okay, okay, got you, got you. Before those four years, were you like playing around? I was testing basically i might have worked in 3d for like four months in eight years entirely just okay playing around for two weeks stopping and trying again you know on and off wow man i tried some game dev 
mostly 2D stuff, small games, but it didn't really go as planned. It wasn't, didn't get viral, you know? Yeah, yeah, so... for sure, for sure. No, this is this is ridiculous for four years, to be honest. Like, this is so good, man. Um, what program are you using? Some using Blender. Yeah. Exclusively, like almost on all stages, like 2D and everything. Yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. How do you like? How do you even come up with this idea? You know, what are you into? What games are you playing? What movies are you watching that that inspire this kind of art? almost almost anything sci-fi really okay so it's if it's creatures like the, the thing is which people might find it a bit weird after looking at other work of myself like uh basically sorry i need to mute something just all good yeah all good all good for a Take moment time. no worries okay can you hear me now yeah. Oh, I can't hear you now. In Discord, I can't hear you. Yo, yo, yo. Test, test, test. You're, okay, yeah. but just there's an echo that I mm. don't know how to how to fix, really. Is it? Can you hear me still? Yep, yep. Is it I hear still? you perfectly. Okay, cool, cool. Sweet. Um, Is the echo gone? Yeah, not really, and I, I'm, I'm not sure how to, to fix it, but uh, it just makes it a bit tough to, to talk when you hear yourself like an echo, you know? Yeah, sort of. I believe it's from the screen share. Okay, I might need to. Yep. Uh, so uh, turn off your camera oh, okay. right i think turn off the Oops, camera sorry oh you're good okay cool 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 you guys get the inner workings of the stream here is that better yep yep Perfect. all right hey there you go soto crushing it. Sorry. crushing it yeah solving problems man um so, I mean, what you, like I, uh, I'm I'm seeing, you are seeing. like uh, maybe some Edge of Tomorrow, maybe some uh, what's that video game with Ashley Birch? Love that movie. Uh, uh, the one with like there is a game with games. robotic creatures. Yeah, that one. That one. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm seeing those two things like. Uh, have you played those games? Is, that, is am I right on the reference here, or what I've, else do you got? I've seen, yeah, I've seen the movie. Absolutely love it. I've tried the game. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm mostly, I like creature design a lot. So that's yeah. the thing I do at work. Oh, cool. And here I'm just trying to to mix like robots with creatures, and that's this is the end result basically. That's incredible. So what do you do for work? How, how like, are you doing organic creature design? Are you doing, yep, like, sculpting? Yep. Or organic you... designs. Drawing? I do both. The entire pipeline, basically. From from 2D sketch, 3D sculpt, rigging, skinning, and final animation. Wow. Okay. So you're you're doing this all in 3D. You're not doing, like, uh, like miniatures, like, actual hands-on, like, miniature sculpting. 
you're doing 3D mm. like ZBrush. I, I I do it only all in Blender, everything. Oh wow, okay. In Blend. So I, I I've actually printed some of my sculptures, some of my designs. Yeah. But mostly it's for games and, and animation and movie. What got you into that? What like? How did you find that path? Well, I I I'm I remember the first Jurassic Park from childhood, and yeah. I think I just got obsessed with dinosaurs back then. <laughs> and I would play around with clay and that kind of stuff, you know, watch the movies over and over and documentaries and looking at uh, uh, wildlife documentaries. And that's that's how it naturally, I, did, I realized that uh, if I want to recreate that kind of stuff, I need to learn some kind of 3D software. And that's how it happened, basically. It was an old passion that gradually converted into something else. That's, that's wonderful, man. That sounds organic and natural. And uh, I don't know. It's all, it's all just kind of like, I don't know, being clarified for me that when you're doing it for fun and you don't really have an end goal with it and you just keep doing it for fun, it will Absolutely. really grow into something special. Um, so that's really, really cool to see. So walk us through here. We got about, I don't know, 20 minutes. Walk us through the the process for this thing, man. Like where, where do you start? How do you create? So initially, like the first moment I, I, I heard the, the word engines when you announced the, the challenge. Yeah. I immediately wanted to do a running robot and like try to mix my ability in creature design with with robotics. Yeah. I had been already practicing, if I can share a, a quick screenshot, I had been practicing robot design, but never like managed to finish a project. I see. And I usually, I used all the hype and excitement from, from the challenge to actually finish something. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's perfect. So this is like the first attempt. And I don't know if it's visible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I just, I need to put this on repeat. Somehow the play is okay there you go so basically i just got a, a free model of a lion running low poly stuff just to get something quick a quick idea so that i could in a sense can you hear me right yeah yeah, yeah. okay perfect so the idea was to to get this running robot i added a pilot some low poly quick stuff Initially, the the scene was going to be in in the desert. Yeah. So this is pretty simple, you know, just to get a feeling of does it actually look cool? Does it have potential? Yes or no? That that was all. Yeah. And I felt confident that I could actually pull something something out of this, something interesting. Amazing. All low poly, yeah. that kind of stuff. It gradually evolved. I. I added the scenery with rocks and cliffs. This is still an early stage before I decided to completely shift the the design of the world. So yeah. this, initially the creature was going to, the robot actually was going to jump from the cliff, transform, 
So it was a completely different theme. It was going to be made like out of uh, scrap parts, as if the, the pilot designed something in their garage with, with whatever they could find. Yeah. But later I thought like maybe I need to add a little bit more drama and excitement. And I decided to go for a battle scene. Oh, a battle. Dude, that's a... Uh, it's very so this ambitious. Is a huge change. Yep. So this is where, like, everything changed. Actually, I did a like very quick animation of a dog or cheetah. At least I took inspiration from those creatures. Kept it all low poly. Placed here the the enemy ship and the like the main ship, the main platform. Yeah. The whole idea was that our, our main characters were being attacked and there were only a few seconds to escape and, and survive the final explosions with the trails of the rockets. Oh. And they're like, they had this effect of a loading screen that you know something is about to happen. You know, you can see it in the distance. Yeah. It's being filled until they, they and with the hope of. of filling the viewer with excitement. So something is about to happen. We just have to wait for the rockets to, to reach the target. That's perfect. This man. was the main idea with the composition, with the curvature and everything. It's already such a great idea. And you're doing such a good job of blocking it out in a very simple way to prove that there's something that it here. works. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. So here I, I started experimenting with, with volumetrics and fires. Oh, I haven't wow. hadn't really done this before. Like I got a bit surprised when it got featured into the Ember Gen trailer because it's like my first time playing with fire, <laughs> pun intended, but uh, like fire and smoke and, and this kind of stuff. This is crazy. This is like seeing this come to life before our eyes this is so crazy everything's getting a little bit better with each iteration yep. all right so we're it's looping version 10 like now okay wow so you have your your smoke sims in you have your main ship pretty modeled in you have your background yep. ship pretty modeled in you have the character itself uh the character looks pretty complete the robot itself is still like there's more details finished yeah yep yep absolutely so i kept the shell until the very early later stages <laughs> because i wanted to make sure i got the silhouette right I, I, it was bulky enough and strong enough until i i decided to add the final details and are you like modeling all this stuff um or these assets yeah. or what no this is like the only assets that i used here that w were not mine were the the clouds background yeah the, the human topology the main topology with a, a very generic human rig that you get from blender mm -hmm. and i believe somewhere here is like one of your scratch imperfect <laughs> imperfection textures that I got for free I don't know two years ago was it yeah, I don't yeah. remember correctly that's funny so it's somewhere in here everything else is is like my assets basically wow designed some of them for scratch for this project and I also recycled a robot that I designed for uh, I believe your second ever 3d challenge oh so I wow. stripped parts from the robot and uh 
like I feel the, the, the empty spaces in, in the ship and the enemy ship and that kind of stuff. What so I, I did recycle. You know, that's good. They are all my assets. No, that's good. That's good. That just goes back to the point where I was saying um, with Sam, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. As long as you keep working on your on your craft, on your passion, you're paving the way for your future self. So you're going to have so much more to work with if you just, you know, stick with it. Um, yep. But what gave you the idea for this guy in the background? Because that is so scary to me, dude. No, no, this is this was a surprise to me too because the initial idea basically I was going to fill the hangar with uh, replicas of the running robot. Okay. To give a, a more dramatic uh, look and to, I would add pilots trying to get into the, their cabins to escape burning in the fire and the heat and everything. But uh, I just put the robot that I used in your second challenge, I placed it there as a placeholder. And what happened is there was not enough time to, to actually change it and update it. Oh. So I'm That's jumping great. like to a more advanced version. So I just left it there. I had no idea actually. I forgot about it that it had that menacing look, you know? And I just realized it during the stream where you guys were saying like, look at the bad guy in the background, like all, looking all menacing wow, and everything. Wow, dude. Like it was a surprise. Oh yeah, I, I left him there and uh, it was <laughs> un unexpected for me too. Wow, that's, I love it, man. So wow, there was no awesome. story behind that really. It was an, a happy accident, I, I could i would say wow i would say so too that is crazy yeah like that's that there's so much going on with that guy he's like he caused all of this and he doesn't <laughs> care like the, this thing is blowing he's like the t the t1000 he's like nothing's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna stop get me. out of the fire yeah oh dude that is too cool so are you flipping it to just try and yep. see exactly. what's missing at this stage, I, I flipped it to, to get a better feeling like of the composition and basically like uh, scaling up and down certain parts of the scene to see how they fit, how to make them look better. I believe I increased the scale of the wing of mm -hmm. our... Perspective, like a fresh eye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's super helpful. You you switch back and forth, and because sometimes you get too used to what what you're looking at, and it uh, you start to 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 not pay attention to to mistakes or certain lost details. That's a good one, man. I I it's it's an old trick, but I never use it, and um, it's probably one of the best and easiest ways to get a different perspective. Like we were talking about, you know, early earlier. Um, you know trying to see your your art from a different perspective and uh going to going to take a break coming back the Absolutely. next day and you're going to be a different artist than you were the day before so you're going to have a new look at it the next day Absolutely. than you would but flipping it like this is a great way to kind of get out of the headspace you've been in forever and uh it's very easy to do <laughs> and it like kind of seems Absolutely. like a no-brainer but yeah. Uh, yeah i need to utilize this one more so for the animation like are you hand animating this? Did, did you rig it and then you hand animate the rig or yeah, yeah. everything, everything, everything like it's from scratch. Basically I created a, a basic rig. I don't know if, you, if I could open here right now. An early stage of the rig. Sweet. 
So this was a low poly version with simple shapes. Is it visible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Okay. And I animated it. I used some like references in YouTube. I, there were some short videos of dogs running and cheetahs and mm -hmm. get a feeling of speed and agility and flexibility of the body. So it's all like a quick rig. It's mirrored, so there is no actual realism in the sense of the 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 in the one two three the four time. one two three four the, yeah yeah exactly exactly that I I did it only in the last couple of days I believe I kept the okay. mirror animation just so that I could get a, a very quick result as as soon as possible you know oh man I know nothing so, about animation this is already like really impressive <laughs> this would take me so long to do. Jeez. It's very different from, from modeling, actually. It took me some time to actually get used of, of wrapping my head around the techniques and understanding timing and weight, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but once you get used, it's pretty fun. So we have about... We have about, what, eight minutes left. So we'll take it to the chat here. Oh, oh what up, EJ? We got iDesign up in here. Uh, we'll take it to the chat. If you guys have any questions for Donald, hit, him, hit me with an at Ponisher. I'll check this in a minute while Donald continues through his versions here. Yeah, so I what is this? V12? Constantly. Flipped V12 or something? Or Yeah, flipped something, but I don't know. Oh, okay. V18? V18. <laughs> yeah. Basically, these are really close to the days of work. Like oh, every yeah. day I would, I would do a, a quick render. I render in Eevee, which is pretty fast. It's like what it's supposed to be the real time render engine of blender yeah yeah so it doesn't take that much to get a daily render that you can look in your free time and try to pick details where to add and where to remove stuff that's a cool idea i like that doing a render each day and seeing and it's a good kind good of map of the evolves. progress too yeah 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 so i started adding more details the breeze i simulated this in, still in blender but on another file project to keep things light yes and re-imported it in, in the main file as an alambic yes so and it started adding layers of simulation from embergen oh it's starting to look starting to come together here yeah yep, more and more as an explosion still the trails of the of the rockets here are, are like 3d meshes with weird textures so i added the final simulations in the last couple of days i believe so you're doing this was the first time you used embergen this is the second time the first time i used it on i believe one year and a half ago yeah and then i paused and i had to relearn a few things you know you you get a subscription and you play around you use the presets because you're always yeah want to start with something quick and you play around with the presets and tweak them and try to get something pleasant mm. but there's a lot of like fake imagery here or effects manual effects on the smoke like for example the shadow i don't know if if, it, if it's visible the smoke trail here yeah the shadow is hand painted it's so the, oh. scene, the smokes are only like plates they're not really in the scene in the sense that they did not get the lighting yes so i had to fake that and have another effect in a later render i'm opening the final render because there isn't much of a change here oh man it's so good 
So even the fire here gets brighter because of the explosion, the smoke, sorry. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. brighter. That was all like, I rendered the smoke twice with different lights and I switched transition cool, smoothly dude. between them to, to give the effect of actually being some kind of a lighting effect. I love it. I love it. Ah, so Oops. good. So so much detail. Let's see what the chat has. Uh, they want to know. They want to know how old you are for some reason. So <laughs> no worries. Uh, I'm thirty one. Thirty. I'm thirty one. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I had an idea. Um, uh, Felipe says, "How did you approach the modeling for the main character for the for this robot?" So I, I've been practicing for like a few years like in the background i never publish robots but i constantly am trying to to learn how to design them and like i'm constantly practicing and the idea was very simple here i i initially wanted to get a certain silhouette with certain feeling of, of yeah. strength and speed so i got the silhouette first and only later i decided to use the kit bashing technique with my own models to to fill in the gaps to give it a feeling of complexity yeah so wow okay this was do something simple first and then you add more and more without breaking the initial idea that's a great man you got your workflow down that's awesome um another question here was how often you practice 3d daily like i'm I, all my almost all my free time is spent experimenting with stuff that i'm not good at yeah yeah so like after i put a few hours of work on my like professional projects i go and try some new stuff in blender that's amazing so man. it's daily always practicing that's great that's good advice um let's see any other questions we got three more minutes okay we got time for some questions uh yeah the transformation how 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 difficult was it to do that transformation there was it pretty straightforward or what so the idea with the transformation i initially it was going to be even more animal looking uh, the wings were going to were supposed to be like uh, birds wings but yeah. later that was a bit too tough to rig and actually get the shape right so i simplified it and uh, of course it's not perfect but the main point was to make it to make the, the creature robot look like as if it was trying to become aerodynamic so yeah i decided to fold the hands and the feet and also added some shapes on top to make it look curved like it could actually pierce the air easily that was like the main idea yeah and you know push a piece a little bit more on the left a little bit higher so that it can fit you know just try to merge them together without breaking anything oh that's beautiful it's a very seamless transition and it's not like it's not like you're going from a you know from like a it doesn't Completely feel like different. a transformers transformation it yeah, feels yeah, yeah, different yeah. you know i try um, to stay away from from like those kind of existing ips yeah to have my own thing you know and it feels that way that's good um let's see uh, was it one render, one final render, or did you have like pieces? Did you do, like volumet volumetrics separate and then combine so, it together in post? Almost everything is one render. The only thing uh, that I had to render on a different layer were the smoke trails for the rockets. Yes. Because like Blender, with this real-time render engine that I use, 
uses layers. So what happens if you expand the rendering of the volumetrics a bit too far, you get to see a certain flickering. So mm, okay. to save time, I render them separately with a higher resolution and then compose that on top. I see. That's smart. Very smart. Um, last question. People are wondering, uh, I have your Instagram in the description here. I have all the artists, yeah. for anyone wondering, I have all the artists' info in the description. But they're wondering if you specifically have an art station page or is Instagram the best place? Well, I actually have it all like YouTube. Instagram, I, in Instagram, I put more uh, like whip or work in progress, progress stuff. Uh -huh. But on ArtStation, I have more detailed and behind the scenes and some sketches and ideas like how how I approach certain elements Can and you, also a YouTube yeah. channel. Oh, man, you got it all. OK, yeah, please um, type it here in our in our group chat right here and then I'll copy paste okay. that into the okay. into the live okay. chat. Um, and uh, or you know what? Just type it into the live chat. People will get it okay. if you type it into the live chat once we once we head out here. Um, that way okay, people can follow sure. you. And I'll be sure to add it to um, the description as well. But Donald, man, thank you so much. We we were blown away by your art. Myself, Ren, uh, Peter, thanks, and, and the captain. So um, such a pleasure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, killing it, man. Please continue uh, your work. I know you will. You know you're very dedicated and very passionate. So I cannot wait to see more from you and maybe we'll work together in the future who knows man like really really cool stuff super excited thank yeah. you man. thank you absolutely absolutely all right we'll catch you soon man peace Bye, out man. thank you so Bye. much yeah oh boy hello oh wait were we back to donald hold on what's happening soto <laughs> oh man what's up how do we pronounce your name here so okay what what's the name you got on the screen limonas <laughs> yeah pretty close li limonas li li is it li limonas or limonas the second one was uh praise one limonas Yes, sir. I know. Okay. I know. I have many names, but uh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you, can, uh, you can call me Lee. You know, uh, Lee or P, whatever you want, sir. Here you go. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome, Lee Limonus. Welcome, um, dude. Your your art, I gotta say, is probably the most unique out of all the renders that I saw. Um, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what. I don't know where you're hanging out to put this together. Like, this is crazy, man. Wow. What a piece of art. Congratulations. I really appreciate it. I mean, that was my goal. So I guess I achieved it. <laughs> a bit of a confusion, a bit of a sort of making it nice and jelly-like, but mostly yeah, yeah. the viewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where are you from? Uh, so I'm based in the UK, but, you know, I'm I'm Lithuanian. That's where I'm born, but I live in the UK now. Yeah. Sweet. And how long have you been working in 3D? Uh, pa, pa, pa. let me look at my. <laughs> I'd say I'd say a bit over over ten years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it shows, man. Um, I had I had quite a journey. I, I started with Cinema 4D, uh, and then professionally I did Maya for three or four years, and then I got back into Cinema 4D. 
after it became kind of hot stuff again. So here yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah, I had a similar similar experience. I started in R10, actually, and then switched to 3ds max for six years and maya for like three months and then uh back to c4d when it when it got hot again yeah exactly exactly <laughs> nice nice that's right um, um I'm, I'm hoping to move on to blender of course when I'm out there, but... yeah no it's it's all it's all journey you know whatever gets you inspired yeah. so it doesn't really matter what program you're using it's just the art that comes that's from fine. it i think yeah that's we right. i think we all know that at this point but um <laughs> yeah I feel like I say that all the time. Uh, I see the chats always like uh, Blender Nation and all this, and it's like I mean, you guys don't really do that, I, but I th I think uh, go go you know go Blender Nation. Why not? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever <laughs> whatever makes you yeah. happy. Honestly, if even if you make three D in like Microsoft Paint, I support that. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know where people are out on their journey and what what they need to to do to make their best art. It could you know it's so subjective and um it doesn't make sense to like shame anybody for using a certain software it just feels very strange like you gotta get the dewalt tools you know like you gotta <laughs> it's like who cares they're it's a it's a drill you know um it's all about a milwaukee man milwaukee. <laughs> but i'm a dewalt guy for right. sure i'm not gonna lie oh um <laughs> that's funny uh yeah what can we talk about yeah yeah so you said you started out like how did you get started um you said you've been in for 10 years what what was the thing that like was like i'm gonna do 3d right um so early days it was photoshop i was making giant giant gifs like cool. uh, full hd gifs and <laughs> at some point i um let's see i was i was kind of introduced to editing i think sony vegas at a time yeah uh and then after Effects and Premiere and Adobe stuff, and then Maya, <laughs> and then eventually Cinema 4D again, and here here I am. Yeah. Sweet. So it's just a creative outlet for you then. Um, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Let, let's get into this art, man. Where do you even begin with this thing? Cool. Uh, should should I pop over to my um, my scene? Sweet. Yeah. Whatever you got. Okay. So I know, I know some people. <laughs> so I know some people were were thinking, um, how do they simulate this? And there's there's pretty much no simulation in this at all. Um, Great. In fact, yeah. most, most of the stuff. And this is the top thing. Some like uh, you know actual like, simulation guys like TDs will tell you if you can avoid simulation, then don't simulate. Oh, um, okay. And that's that's always my go-to. So actually, all I got is um, if you can see here, uh, I've got three displaces with some good old uh, kind of, kind of oops. yeah okay here's my little vertex maps yes yes so okay you can, you can imagine i got one displacer here that does the base base waves and all it is is a noise oh yeah in a, just just going in a x, oh, x wow. direction i think yeah okay that's so smart oh and dude. it's you know it's pretty pretty speedy as well so it kind of helps <laughs> Yeah, just uh, cheat, cheat it, and from from the very start, I had a goal of having as many flaps as I can. Yeah. And so I got my main flaps, I got some side flaps, got some top <laughs> flaps, and I got little uh, back flaps, let's say. 
little, <laughs> little butt cheek flaps. And I like it. And they, they all they all got their own little displacements. You know, each each unique strength, and and that's all all that that's does. That's so it, you know? cool. That's so cool. Did you Very like simple. utilize this technique? Is this like your your um, biggest like culmination of this technique, or were you were you doing this in like other projects in a small way or? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, well, w one thing that happens all the time is you do a simulation, and then you're you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna have to let, let's update it, let's do a tweak, and it never works out because simulation yeah. is fickle. It's very fickle. And yeah. Affordable. Yeah. And so I've, over time, I've learned to simplify as much as I can, and this place is just such a beautiful tool. Uh, it just does it. Uh, oh, that's a great. So, that's a great so, yeah. technique. That's a good takeaway technique. Simplify. What about um, the um? What about the jugs? The the little uh, like the, the good, good old jugs. The sacks. Right, yes. Let's see. Let's see my sacks. I have baked them here quite a lot. Bake bake everything. Bake everything. Uh, just a little. Okay. Little. Yeah. So I've done. Oh, it looks like there's a jiggle, but there's also a cloth. Sorry, I'm not I'm not the best prepared. But no, uh, no, no, this so is great. The, they, they, we are cloth because um, I was actually, I did use this as an opportunity to learn cinema's new, uh, you know, cloth uh, tools and stuff, which I was. It's pretty cool. Through. Yeah, it's cool. Yes, oh, there's also some extra sacks in that one. Well. Um, so, so it is cloth, but very, very rigid. Uh, basically, it's just mm. fully. Oh, actually, this is Cinema Twenty Five. Oh, I made this in Twenty Twenty Three. Look, um, so basically, you know, the mix animation uh, option that you get in cloth. Uh, which basically pretty much follows the shape with some dynamics happening on top. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's sort of the, that's what I've done for the sacks. Um, so yeah. How do you get them to connect? Like how how uh, are they connected? Connect. So I think the way they work actually. Um, again, I think oh there they are. Let me just find which oh, that's the sack. Good. So this little little tasty sack over here. Um, basically, another vertex map, another fantastic tool. Yeah. Uh, what it does is um, this the the red area. So it's, it comes in inverted. The red area is a hundred percent to follow the animation, which is staying with the body. Oh. And then everything further down is slightly eases off and gets yeah. a bit more wind and turbulence happening. Ah, um, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So 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 really, on the rig. If I jiggle this rig a little bit. Uh, what you notice is that this is how close they stay with the rig. I see. Yes. You know, um, and then from there, a bit, um, a bit of cloth happening on top. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, um, what else? Stash, we got the my stash. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's this. Uh, the, the stash is fully. Uh, let me find my little controller. So I've actually I've actually made two versions of the rig. Uh, so my little stash is actually. Uh, full full soft body cloth simulation, as we can see as we can see here that they, they do quite a nice sort of well affected by the wind and as the mouth opens all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so so they are they are fully fully uh, soft soft body slash cloth with a similar technique as the sax, uh, fully follow here and then loose, loose yeah. stuff as it goes along. And they are baked uh, down, yeah. you said, right? Always, always back down. Yeah, they got to be out here somewhere. Uh, for, for this, for this example, I got to make. We can see it's intersecting. Um, yeah. That's hard to tell, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Um, so w- what about yeah. the, <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> I want to get into references in a minute here, but let's figure, let's, let's finish up the like dynamic stuff. So you, you have the little antennas on top, you have the, the little, um, like car wash stuff on the bottom, and then you have the seaweed on the back. So those three. Yes. So seaweed again, exactly as the body. Yes. Um, it's instead actually of a displacer, I went an even lighter way because I didn't optimize my geometry too well. If you look at them, they're quite heavy. Okay, yeah. Uh, so basically, I got to that. Okay, they, they are baked, but basically the tail flaps uh, use just a plane. So plane in a deformer mode. Um, and this is this is the lightest way possible in cinema to like deform stuff. You mean uh, like they're, they're parent, like they're parented to uh, like, are you talking about like the FFD thing where it's like a low poly, they follow the low poly, uh, reference? Uh, nope. This, this heavy, this heavy thing is deformed as you see there. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's definitely a, ch- a chungus in, in that, but, but basically my little, uh, plane, cause all, all they do is move points up. Uh, you know, it's it's very simple. It doesn't take, look at normals or anything really. Um, it's just these fields going through them, and it looks it kind of does it does the job. Oh, you're talking yeah. fields and a, I see, I see, I see. Okay, oh, I, that's like so, so. Without the fields, all it does, this effector simply takes all the points and moves them up and back a little bit. I see, yeah. and the fields are like that's where you're getting the waves from. That's right. In different chunks of it happening at different times and the right. is the vertex like, map uh, keeping it locked down like the, uh, the nope, connecting point actually uh nope uh what you'll see here if you look at my field yeah uh what, what the, these the two orange boxes yes uh yes so so okay so this, this guy actually like limits the effects of the plane yes. to go just after the points where it's attached yeah, <laughs> they're very simple. Uh, the quickest method I could find without, you know, retoping these even more and keeping the maps. That's very smart. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of effort, a lot of baking. All right, what about the uh, <laughs> the car wash down there? The car wash. Oh, so this guy uses my my absolute favorite thing in cinema, which is a spline deformer, and everyone uses it always, forever. Because um, so basically, it's uh, uh, a load of hair. Um, currently it's got dynamic stuff. Uh, let's see. If yeah. Turn them on, let's see what happens. It's gonna do some really wacky stuff. Basically, again, you put on a little bit of wind, and it kind of goes back. It looks like it's moving forward, and it also follows the rig really well. Looks like really nice. Whoa. Uh, and then all you do with this with this hair, which is really like, take take a capsule. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Put a spinder form on it. Drag your hair in there. And uh, bam, bish bash bosh, as they say, you know. And it's um, being like, it. the movement is coming from what? Uh, from from the from the hair. It's just a really basic oh, it's, hair. You're using hair, grown. okay? Yeah. yeah, hair is another really wonderful tool. Um, you know, you just put on a bit of wind, blow it that way, and it looks like it's uh, so. Mm. you're very well rounded in c4d like you're hitting all these all these things that i rarely <laughs> never i never use yeah, this is I, really I, cool. I, 
it just seems a wacky way. Uh, be creative, you know? Be creative how you use it. Yeah. Um, and in fact, th these little guys, these are, they're FK uh, or IK, you know, so these are, these are IK. Mm -hmm. So these are not, these are not at all simulated. All I have is, uh, if you know Cappuccino is called, yeah, Cappuccino. Uh, I just did this. <laughs> yeah. And that was that. Yeah. Oh, so you live recorded and, that movement? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. And, and you're doing right. that with, um, with how? Uh, so, if you if you know uh, regular regular old, uh, sorry, I'll solo that. I don't know how much how we're doing on time, but it's really up to you. We uh, have fifteen regular, minutes. Cool. It's a regular. It's a regular sort of chain of joints. Yes. In an IK, and you got one controller, mm -hmm. and uh, with a simple bind, it just attaches to my little uh, actual geo, and you can do do your thing. And then no, but you said you were live. You were live animating it though. Like you hit play and you move that uh, around, yeah. or yes, you sorry, just put noise that. on it. No, no, I did. I did animate it. I did animate by okay. hand. Um, so I disabled all the animation and everything. And all I did was press cappuccino, which yeah records it real time. And all of it was this, this exact motion. Okay, that's what cappuccino is. Cap okay, that's cool. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's just it's yeah. It records your sort of. Uh, mouse movements. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, it's really, it's really good for this like random motion. Um, you know, I tried the dynamics of this, but it wasn't working. And instead of just trying to get it right, I just went like this, and that was that. Was it. That's perfect, dude. So like, wow, this but, is yeah. like a wonderful presentation. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, okay, so oh, thank you. Uh, yes. I have questions on the idea. How the heck did you come up with this like concept? Ah, tricky, tricky, tricky. Uh, let me go to the pure ref. Um, so I uh, for for this for this one project, I went slightly different than I normally would, which is like quite a lot of planning. I kind of went um, just I I had I had like a few a few sort of to do. So I knew I knew I wanted to do a jiggly creature that's yeah. quite like pleasant, a bit cute. Uh, not, uh, not too, not too gross. Yeah. Uh, a bit, a bit, a bit wet and lively. <laughs> Definitely yes. a lot of sex. Uh, and then from there, it kind of just evolved. Um, so if you look over here, I do mostly have horror references. Um, but, uh, one of my favorite ones was these little crab creatures. Uh, so initially, I was going to have quite like beady, uh, freaky eyes. This guy, the dream. Whoa! Uh, yes, um, and so so my my first thing to do was go on art station station and type in uh, creature with sex. <laughs> uh, and there was there was actually I think this this is the closest reference I could find. This this guy is definitely uh, definitely Whoa. I really enjoyed. Yes, that's great. Uh, that's great, man. And it's just a tastiness, isn't it? And it's it's wet, it's lively, it's got some fuzz on it. Yeah. Great. That's the closest um, <laughs> I've come to wanting to eat a bug, is is right now. Looking at that image, <laughs> yeah. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so, so initially, I was gonna have like these sort of antennas with some ions in them. Mm -hmm. Eyes, sorry, a bit like a crustacean, I guess. Um, but after a bit of time, I've I've realized that I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And can't go wrong. <laughs> 
That's and great. Cats, internet likes cats. I like cats. Um, and the cat was always hungry. And uh, she was always there, always there supporting me, you know. Uh, That's perfect. Uh, perfect indeed. Uh, yeah. So, lots of eye references from there. And That's I kind of cool. generally, I, I, I build this up as I go. So, it might have started out with with uh, one of these like sacky creatures and then I kind of build up as I go and I create a li little new section of just eyes because I knew the eyes are going to be quite big and many pixels in the frame basically <laughs> so I spent a lot of time uh, looking at them uh, so yeah get your refs very good um, some environments um, I would I would say these are these are quite AI inspired that's one thing AI does quite well in my opinion is these yeah, concept art stuff. Yeah, these interestingly, these weren't these weren't made by me, by the way. These are some of our artists, but it's you know the look. You kind of know the look of uh, Mid Journey the early days, mm -hmm. and that's kind of it. <laughs> and so, so it was. And, very nice. Uh, yeah, kitty cats. And here's my very short to-do list. Um, I knew I knew I wanted some basic things uh, uh, of character interacting with the environment. You know, for example, hitting something or like dodging something. Yeah. Um, just for just for better integration, um, and the that can be seen actually early on in the video when it flies through this field of uh, jiggly uh, jiggly tubes. Um, that's kind of I was kind of it at the start, and then I evolved into having a purpose, which is chasing my little uh, glowy. Little snacks. Lobby creatures. Yes, sure. The plumbuses. I, I know they are essentially plumbuses. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Rick and Morty went into this. Um how'd you how'd you do the eye? Like what Yeah. Ooh, is that I After have, Effects or something? One. So that that's a lot of comping. Uh but let me go let me go over the eye model. Okay, so here's my little eye model, which is you actually don't see this too much, but it does have um, very early on in the video. It has this protective, like a layer open up. Yes, I there. see that. Yep. It's kind of, you know, I know redundant. I kind of spent time <laughs> for it to be visible for only five frames or so. Uh, but yeah, here's, uh, here's the eye. All it has is a blend shape that goes kazooing. Yeah. Whoa. Kind of. Um, and one thing that not many artists do is actually sculpt and bake stuff in cinema. Let me just take a look. Okay, I've got my A bake time options. Because um, it's actually it's surprisingly good at... Um... No, it's not, it's not going to do a great job. But... Um... It's not. It's not quite showing it. Uh, basically, uh, you can you can do really high detail sculpts. Let's say three million polys, and then yeah. bake it all into a mesh as like this. You know, it's quite usable, and uh, all, all the maps kind of remain there, which is really a, a lot of fun. I do it all the time without without Dang. ever going to ZBrush. Yeah, I I do recommend it. Uh, all the, Man, my whole you, you're like maxing done. out this program. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I do it to the limit. When they add uh, editing and compositing, then I'm definitely I'm definitely sticking with it. But at yeah, the moment, I have that. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So, so was there simple. was there much compositing uh, in editing? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so actually, one other thing I utilized that you don't see too often is the old UV pass. Oh, there you go, material UV. Okay, so you're isolating each material as it comes out as its own color. Yes, and I can I can show this guy to you. Uh, Whoa! So, so that's what it looks like when you. That's your raw render. This is my raw render, but Whoa. I think this is. <laughs> It's pretty close, and uh, it's it's got the um, because uh, um, I'm working in uh, what do we call it Aces. Uh, it yes. does it does have the color color conversion applied in this PNG. Basically, once you restack your so if I just try once you restack your EXR, so as you know layer the EXR, uh, -huh. uh you get something like a bit like a log. So hey, but that's more more like it. And then, and then you've got to convert it back to that using these funky little uh, open bits. color um, IO stuff. Yes, yeah, it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> but I think I think uh, a new After Effects uh, solves that. Let's see. So all of your atmosphere and water, that underwater look, is coming from After Effects. Uh, yes. Also, another thing, fun fact. It's it's supposed to be more of a zero gravity situation. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily I look, water. I, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, because I did look at some reference of underwater stuff, and actually, there's there's no specular underwater. Gross. Fun fact. It doesn't yeah, really need specular. <laughs> oh, this, this, oh yeah. Uh, uh, so basically, yes, my eyes are post. Uh, wow. The way the way this thing works is, I have. Using Dude, I can hear your laptop. I can hear your computer revving up right now. Is that your computer fan I hear? <laughs> That's my laptop. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, so basically, I've made this little comparoni here. Let me yeah, yeah. table. Basically, this is this is what happens. <laughs> oh, cool. So it's just like a bunch of like colored uh, action like action dust essentials, man. Yeah, yes. the best best absolutely and i've got some time remap and a little like a lens thing i didn't actually have to do this but basically afterwards it goes on uh onto this dude you need to tour the world with this workflow man this is ridiculous so um, this is a this is a uv map and what it lets, yes. me, lets me do as you know stack any texture back on top um, and so, so I did. Um, let me just come back a little bit. There you go. So first of all, you mat it out and mm -hmm. plug in that wrap stuff around, uh, and then boink. There it is. How does it track Put on? It is it? Is um, it track? Well, this is this is the magic of these maps. Uh, I believe the the way they work is if you look at green, this is coordinate something and red is coordinate something else and it knows uh -huh. to take whatever you give it and wrap it on these corners it's kind of magic i can't really explain it but i know how it works it just what tracks it automatically uh yes yes so what the heck you got you got to look into these so if you look everything gets this applied yeah um it gets it but obviously yeah. because my map uh 
was made by the eyes. It doesn't look good on anything else. But it, you can put text or anything you want on there. So if I lock this for a moment, I had a little reference guy for my centering. Well, it's not there anymore. It's that guy. Oh, so there you, you put go. a so, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you can put anything you want in post. And of course, if you have your full render passes, you can put it under reflections and specular. So it sits perfectly back in. Dude, this is in insane. Yeah, man, comp 100. Uh, and I can also show my depth stuff. Actually, uh, I hope it's not broken. What's going on? Okay, it's loading. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so this is. I think this might be the final comp. Okay. Let me just check. Okay, yes. Uh, so this looks looks pretty good. Pretty good to what I expect it to look like. And it's a lot of depth passes. Mm -hmm. Doing doing a lot of it. Wow. Um. And also I have. So one other thing I forgot to mention actually, out of cinema, I would export a camera and a load of nulls. Yes. A load of. Uh, and then basically you just put your snow cards in here and they just kind of do their thing yeah oh um, that's great because yeah I, I know i know blender does this really well just for free in viewport and whatnot um uh redshift is not that good at handling <laughs> sort of semi-transparent object like that mm -hmm. yeah so i keep it for post dude that that's uh, ridiculous that uh that that is actually absolutely absurd. I feel like we could do this for another thirty minutes easily. Um, <laughs> okay, that's basically yeah. our time. I mean, we got like two more minutes. I I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away. Questions. Uh, I appreciate it. One one thing that's very hard to learn is when to stop the CG and go. I got to render and do the rest in post. Post post. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, you're, you know, do you still have trouble with that it being, you know, this far uh, in I, your career? I, I, I definitely do. It's kind of surprising. Um, you know, I get it. I get it sort of close, but I gotta trust myself that I can, you know, I can take this kind of like rough background and turn it into something quite like nice in post. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can definitely not trust yourself, and then. Well, it's just uh, yeah. smart. I think it's really smart because you're probably helping yourself with render times and you're probably giving yourself the most. <laughs> I love it. You're probably giving yourself the most uh, flexibility uh, in post. It's just you got a really smart workflow. I'm blown away by this workflow and, and your your knowledge of all the different aspects of both C40 and After Effects. That is, you're on another level here, man. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate it. Yeah, um, guys, we have like a minute left. If you have, I mean, we got time for like one question. Um, go go go. Let's see. Don't get don't get me started on my uh, little creature setup. They are also simulation free. Oh wow! My little Columbuses. That's, that's, that's right. Great. No Sims. No Sims over here. <laughs> that's so good, man. I'm blown away. Seriously, I I, I think. Guys, I think that's time. I think we need to move on. But, uh, geez, man, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, I'm gonna go back and watch that, and I'm, I'm gonna be in contact for sure. <laughs> man, that, that is, that is incredible. Cool.
thank you thank you so much for your time what are you gonna do with this afterwards like are you gonna do more stuff in this style or are you just moving on uh i would i would love to i would love to i've got, I've got many ideas but not that much time yeah yeah <laughs> so i'll just have to see just have to see where it goes but uh, yeah. awesome man yeah. okay. sweet all right cool. uh let me see Li Liminus. Liminus. that's right that's right yeah <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. We'll see you soon, all right? Thank you for your time, man. Congratulations. Peace out, man. Please. Hey. <sighs> Hi, Clinton. Do you hear What's me? Up? I do, I do. Yes, do you hear me? Yeah, awesome. Yes, perfectly. Yes, man. Oh, so happy man, to be here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you catch that last, uh, that last chat? with lee or yeah uh, that was crazy yeah man. i i was watching all of them that's oh. great great stuff yeah absolutely man um so you you come from rio de janeiro all the way from brazil yeah yeah exactly uh actually i live in a closed city called niterói okay it's very very close to rio de janeiro but i usually say rio de janeiro because everyone knows everybody knows Rio. yeah yeah for sure um that's cool, man. So we're yeah, we're flying you out uh, to Colorado, new Camp MoGraph yeah. later this year. That's gonna be sweet. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be can't awesome, wait, man. Congrats, congrats on first place. Thank um, you. Yeah, your thank art you very much. is incredible. Like you, you had actually a really close version of this scene within week one or two. I'd say two. Is that right? Or uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, not that close. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, things ran really smooth, uh, more than I anticipated, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have a, a, a very advanced uh, st um, step in week two. Uh, the week three was basically to create the chaser bug yeah. on, on the back and make extra uh, set dressing and color grading stuff. Okay, got you, got you. I mean, you had, I guess what I mean by you got pretty far in the beginning was you had this guy animated like this pretty yeah. soon. Um, I'm blown away at every, everything um, involving this one. The lighting, the idea, the animation, the design of the characters, the color, the render quality, um, even the camera shake, the like everything is perfect. Um, where... Uh, where do you start with something like this? Like, you know, where's your uh, mind I, at? I was, where, where, where are you getting these ideas from, first off? Uh, I was lucky uh, because I, I got aware of this challenge on the day one. Yeah. And uh, I watched your announcement on day one. And before finishing to watch the announcement, I already came with an idea. Uh, awesome. The first thing I thought... The first thing I thought, uh, well, uh, mechanical insects are cool. So how do I work with this? And then I remembered, uh, 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 I remember a movie that I loved when I was a kid called uh, Kids I Shrank. Sorry, uh, Honey I Shrank the Kids. Yes. Uh huh. Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah. And there, yeah, there was a scene that the kids uh, was uh, riding a giant ant to cross the garden. So I, I kept that in my mind. And funny thing is, uh, I didn't 
took reference for the movie. I just I just kept in my mind and tried to work on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you didn't go back to it and try and like copy it or anything. You just remember. Yeah. It. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. So you didn't. I, I like that because you know your idea of it might be different than the actual. You know the actual movie. You know it might have shifted in your mind and it might be it might be cooler in your mind actually. Um, yeah, uh, so it's I, smart I of you to, to like not go back and just remember. Yeah, and actually, uh, I did this uh, for the whole process. Uh, of course, I use references. I, I took a bunch of references. Uh, actually, I took the first weekend just thinking about it and taking reference from it. But I didn't want to go too crazy with too much reference and options. So I, I want to make something fresh from my mind as well. And this was a very good exercise. And uh, I did this for all another previous work as well. I, I took some previous work as reference, but I didn't check the reference itself. I just kept in my mind and trying to make a new thing, not copying it, but just having the working with the memory I have from this previous work. I like that a lot. That's, that's actually great because it, it is nice to have reference, but at the same time, we yes. can get locked too too locked in you know um i've yeah, been talking definitely. about you know uh, like the since the beginning of this year i've really been doing a lot of focus on creativity and like where it comes from and all this and um one of one of the things i read i mean shout outs real quick because this book is incredible uh the rick rubin book right here i don't know if you guys have seen this maybe you have oh. heard of it but it's called the creative act and uh it it talks about how like it has a chapter on rules and how if you have too many rules at the beginning um too many barriers then you really pigeonhole yourself into this only only one or two things can happen when you're within this like you have so many rules but if you take away all the rules all the labels and you just give yourself as many options as possible you can really find some cool stuff so i've never heard of that i've always known as references just being something i always go back to i always go back to but to hear you say that you gathered it at the beginning and you just studied it and internalized it and then you moved on. That's all you need. Yeah. And you can kind of break free from the reference in that sense, but while still having an idea of it. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, it is crucial having reference, but uh, throughout the years working with this, uh, you gather so much reference and a lot of them uh, get stuck to your head and it is nice to visit it, that peace of mind and try to access over there and things start getting a little abstract and you can create new stuff from this yeah i love it i love it it's great um so you gathered some reference you internalized it what's your next move what do you do uh so uh i start blocking out uh i'm not a good drawer so I started make a simple blocking in Blender. Uh, that's even cool. I like that. That's that's fun. Yeah. A very very simple blocking. Uh, nothing fancy. I wasn't worried with topology. Nothing like that. Uh, just basic shapes. Yeah. Um, but I need to see if it works. Of course, in the in the angle camera angle. Yes. Uh, and that's great that you provide this. Uh, because it is so helpful uh, because w when you first open a 3D software uh, it is kind of overwhelming because you just see a blank a, a, a blank viewport yeah there's nothing there and think oh 
anything can happen here. And when you when you have a, a, a template like this, it, it is great. It is a, a huge shortcut. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about, where like there's too many, there's not enough rules. We need one or two rules maybe like to yeah. get us, you know, limitations can be nice in a way and um, it kind of sets the playing field just a bit. So I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, I made this very simple block out and uh, linked to this um, the vehicle in and out that you provided. Yeah. And just let it go, but watch this for a few days and then started moving forward with a more uh, complex block out. And uh, one nice thing that I think about Blender uh, is the use of grease pencil. So since, since I'm not a drawer, uh, sometimes I go sketch on my block out. Um, like, let me put the surface and set the offset. And just draw simple shapes here where I'm going to cut, make more details. Add oh, maybe wow, that's a, cool. a crazy eye over here. Uh, let's do a, a heart here, maybe some fancy face. <laughs> uh, and and you can work, continue work on top of this. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's the first step. Uh, I started. I I made. I go further with the blocking out. Uh, and here, uh, the, actually, this so is cool. the the latest model. Um, well, uh, block out block out is the key. Since I I I can't sketch anything like that, I I have um. I can understand a little better what I'm doing with very simple shapes. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, keep asking, oh man, how, how do you, how do mother complex stuff like this? I, well, you always have to start simple, mm -hmm. simple shapes and start to cut it. Um, then you add subdivision, uh, add extra loops to hold the, that edges to make it sharper. And things start, uh, and things start to flow. Yeah, from this point, and just starts to flow. Uh, and in the middle of the process, I made a, a simple rig that is nothing very complex. Um, uh, a bunch of IKs bones, mm -hmm. and I, I did this this rig before finishing the model uh, because one thing that I, I like to do a lot of stuff. I like to model. I like to shading. I, I like to animate. Uh, uh, composite uh, lighting uh, and I wanted to do all at once and yeah. I don't want to spend any time in um, in something that won't be important or will be unnoticed yeah uh, so a, a good work a good way that works well for me is working all at once so I start blocking it make the rig make the animation continue modeling and what I did here was um, I did this the, the rig of the, the character and there is this point here that is uh, has a constraint that follows the surface of the floor so oh, it cool, can continue cool. it continue conforming on it so yeah. I can continue animating I don't I I wasn't worried of the realistic side of things um i didn't want to make anything looks real 
Uh, I like this stylish look. And so the legs doesn't follow the ground very well. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this bug slides like we were wondering. Crazy. We were wondering that. I think it was MDK. He was like uh, one of the moderators. He's like, I wonder if the legs actually, because he's very technical, right? No. And he's wondering if the legs match the ground. And I was like, I wonder too. So you're just you're just doing no, no, no. you're just doing this, and it just works because yeah, it does. So uh, yeah, I, I I did a loop uh, because uh, this is very forgiving because uh, I did a, a quick animation of each leg. Uh, this synchronized them, so we make this cycle. Uh, let me turn off the constraints here because I I like to work on the world origin so yeah. uh, adding this cons I, I linked the whole rig in the in that point uh, with constraints and I just turn uh, uh, turn to uh, rest position and then uh, it is very the, the the origin of the the scene and the rest position so I can continue modeling in this stage uh, Wait, so you're saying and, you animated the background? You animated the environment to go by as opposed to the character? Uh, no, uh, I, I turned this off. I keep turning this on and off so I can I go back to the world origin and can continue working on the model. But yeah. uh, the bug is, is animated. I see. So I, I see. turn this on again. I see. Oh, he's, uh, he's out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So Yay! are you... <laughs> are you... Uh, looping the leg animation yeah okay uh simple loop a quick loop see huh? here yeah a very quick loop here uh nothing fancy about it and after having uh i just have the the body and the legs moving and yeah. then i started working on the secondary movements and anticipations sorry anticipations yes uh like Moving the, the wings, uh, moving the second body, like this here, uh, moving the antennas. I keep adding stuff, and when I get tired of animating, I go back to modeling, do a new uh, more details, go back to the camera if it's working. And this went through all the, the process. That's great. So you get tired of one aspect, you move on to another yeah. one that you're excited for. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah. I like to vary the vary in the production because one thing the the major thing uh, that my my first thought uh, before joining this this challenge was I don't want to get stressed I want to have fun I don't I don't want to burn out doing this yeah and yeah and and I took it really serious uh, your suggestion in one video uh, don't rush to start don't rush to finish. And oh, yeah. I kept this in my mind for the whole yeah. I think I that was Ronan. For the whole oh, it was, I think it was one of the moderators when they were doing the rules. They, they added that bit and I thought that was like really good, really good advice. So I can't take credit for that, but I agree with it wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, that's it, good. It is so easy uh, for you to get overwhelmed with the amount of work and you trying to go to ambitious paths that you, you just realize that you went into a production trap just later on. So I, I really wanted to avoid this. How did you the avoid most it? most possible. Uh, plain simple, uh, start simple. Uh, I, I didn't think about the second bug before the second week. 
So I thought, well, I will do this bug, I will do this environment, I will make him running through this environment and see how it goes. Um, if I have enough time, I, I will try to figure out the second bug. Yeah. And uh, I kept so no working pressure. on the mod. Yeah, no pressure at all. Uh, I wasn't pressuring myself in... in... Of course, uh, the the amount of time I had to do this uh, was very helpful because I, 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 I could start it since the beginning. Um, and yeah, uh, I think that, for example, uh, in the model, uh, I almost all the time was looking at the camera when I was modeling. And for example, I have this, I, I started thinking in some smaller engines for each pair of legs. And I just started to think, well, maybe if I put some heat scenes over there, some bold stuff like that, and stop it. Hell no, it doesn't be seen, it won't notice at all. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. I just put in the camera, make it look the, oh man, just crash. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. Okay, no problem. Is that Windows Render. 11? Yeah. How do you like it? But, uh, uh, it is nice. It is good. Actually, I was working in Windows 10 yeah. uh, when I was doing this challenge and was crashing a lot. So, well, maybe I will give Windows 11 a try. You updated Windows versions crash. halfway through this project? No, no. I, I finished first. Oh. <laughs> I finished first. I was like, dude, crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. So you I like it, though? first. You like it? I'm skeptical, but I, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I tried before, uh, right in the beginning. Uh, wasn't very good. Now I think it feels the same. Okay. It is very stable. Cool. And yeah, uh, now, now it goes. Uh, actually, I, I also uh, updated the latest, latest version of Blender, but uh, I'm using the, the same one I used in the, the challenge. Mm, I see. Uh, so, can, like you see, it, it is all occluded with shadows, so you won't see much details in here yeah and yeah. actually uh the whole texture stuff uh i didn't make a huge amount of work detailing small pieces and stuff like that uh, I, I i did a generic texture with procedural uh i don't even uv this model nice man it looks beautiful it's very like it's just metal right and yeah. some imperfections maybe. yeah it works it works. Uh, it definitely would, looks better if I have uh, spent more time on it. Maybe uh, going to Substance Painter. But, well, uh, these geometries are dense. So uh, UVing this is kind of a headache. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't UV anything. I don't even... <laughs> I barely know how. So I... Yeah. Oh, well, it, it is a good solution not UVing it. Uh, you, you can... Um, you can solve a lot of stuff not UV. Uh, actually, I think it is only for a very specific stuff that uh, uh, nowadays I UV something. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see. So you have you have your animation, you have your basic texture. You know, wh where does where do you find yourself now? Week and a half, two weeks? Uh, well, uh, I kind of finished the. The, the bug model and the, the pilot environments in two weeks. Cool. Um, of course, I kept refining this later. Uh, the second bug, uh, I model him in about two days and work on the animation maybe in four days. Uh, I, I, it took three weeks total to finish the, the animation. Yeah. Uh, but I still have two weeks ahead of me uh, before the deadline. So 
I'll keep it a rest. Stay cool. Don't watch this animation at least for one day or two. And then go back. And I tweak something, change the contrast a little bit, change the colors a little bit in Da Vinci, uh, change the animation a little bit, something like that, but not nothing major. Uh, but the whole process took me three weeks total. That's great to be in a point where you could submit and so many people would submit. You know, we had people submitting as soon as the submission link was live two weeks after the announcement. And, uh-huh. uh, I, th- I think like to me it makes no sense you know like yeah I, you know I get I get it if you if you have to submit and you're gonna go on vacation or something sure or if it's just yeah. you know you had your time as fun and you're moving on and that's fine but if you have the extra time why not sit yeah. on it well, and, and make it better yeah. when you where you can yeah I, ju- I just uh want I just wanted to avoid to deliver it uh too late oh yeah two days before I think it is uh a little dangerous definitely uh, because uh yeah because I, I I I didn't I didn't participate before in this challenge so I don't know how it works maybe I don't know if it has any uh bandwidth I don't know yeah some yeah. technical issue that might ha- i don't know but uh i kept keep, uh, kept safe but one other thing is if you kept if, if you keep this work and don't deliver it uh you always find something new to work on so there was a there is a time that you have to know how to stop and just send the work and i'm done because if i kept uh, i i send the work one week before and I knew if I didn't do this, I would drag this until the very end, try to change some stuff and do some crazy thing and start getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, because at a certain point, you're tweaking things just to tweak things because you can and it's not necessary yeah. and uh, it maybe gets worse yeah. at a certain point. And I think it's important to be aware of that um, and good on you for, for delivering it when you did um, with a week left because... I mean, hey, that, that's a good that's a good reason right there. If it's if you think it's done and yes, then it's done. Yeah, you know? uh, of course. Uh, well, it, it is a balance, right? Uh, from uh, everything is a balance. You you need to know how to stop, and because I, I think the you never finish a work, you just don't have more time to yeah to, for to, sure to work more on it. So uh, I, I had some. Um, personal projects that took forever because i i constantly changing stuff and yeah oh no this not not this time <laughs> that's smart man how, how long have you been working in 3d for i work for 3d for quite some time i work for 20 years that's a long time <laughs> yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's a long time um what got you interested in 3d well, uh, I got fascinated by uh, when I watched Toy Story and also Jurassic Park. There are very opposite medias, uh, one very realistic and one more cartoonish, but uh, I, I like both. That's um, awesome. And started getting interested and uh, made uh, some courses. Of course, at the time, uh, that wasn't too many courses available. Uh, there wasn't YouTube yet, so mm-hmm. it's a, li- a little more difficult to gather information about softwares, but yeah, uh, I manage it. <laughs> but awesome. my interest start from there. That's great. What are we looking at here? What is this? 
Yeah, this is the final scene. This is the final scene we've all together. Of course, I love the blazing real time. But yeah, me. the sense of speed you have with the rocks in the ground and the motion blur whipping by is so nice. I love that. Yeah, it is nice to give uh, depth to the scene, right? Uh, things going really close to the camera and things going mm -hmm. far away. Uh, it is ni nice to have this different. I hope that Blender doesn't crash, but I will. It's okay. Try it if it does. <laughs> well, we'll um, we have about five more minutes here. We can ask the chat if you guys have Already. any questions. I know, right? It's time flies, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. have any questions for Fabricio, do at Ponisher. I'll see them. Uh, and we'll ask him some questions here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here. Ah, oh, man, it looks so nice. So nice. Yeah, Blender's real time. It's Eevee, that's what it's called, the real time renderer? No, no, this is Cycles. Cycles? Uh, I was, yeah, the Cycles is the path tracing. Um, yeah. The most demanding one. But I, I managed to work on the, a lot of optimization stuff on this, on this scene. So it doesn't, it, it is not too heavy to work okay. on this. What was your final render time? Do you know? Uh, it took about seven hours. That's not bad at all, dude. Like my not renders bad. take 48 hours. <laughs> That's <Whoa>. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. All right. Well, uh, MDK, he's asking, what was the first 3D software you ever used? I use 3D Studio, not the Max. It is with 3D Studio before the Windows version was 3D Studio for DOS. Dang. This is the first one. The first one I, I, I the first viewport I saw. What was the second one? I tried Lightwave uh, for a little time, but um, I think it was discontinued, but I, I jumped to 3DS Max yeah. right after and yeah. kept, kept with 3DS Max. Until yep. today, I use 3DS Max as well, but I really like Blender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3ds Max was like the one back in the day. I remember. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got some other questions here. If you see any ones that you want to answer too, feel free. Um, let's see. Uh, what's your GPU? That's what Wondrous wants to know. Yeah. Uh, well, when I finished this project, I was using RT RTX 3090, and now I I have a 4090. I just upgraded. Yeah. Nice. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, so uh, we kind of got into this a little bit, but um, how do you keep yourself motivated through the project? Well, uh, you have to pick something you like to do. And for uh, when when I do personal stuff, I usually try to do something different, uh, something that I, I don't know that much that I like to to, to study a little more. Uh, but the, my for my daily work, I usually stick with what I already have a good a good knowledge on it. Uh, and and it, it is nice uh, when 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 the key, the idea comes. Uh, I think it is a, a very straightforward. You have to keep looking at references and uh, try to figure out how how the the outcome will be, 
when you finish this one and of course not, not all the time it works but uh i i i don't i don't remember how many projects i dropped yeah <laughs> because i was too ambitious or something that i i just lost interest that's really really fickle and very important to yeah <laughs> yeah try and it happens. find that right balance there um yeah definitely trial and error um they're saying how you created decal the decals on the bug but i don't see any decals are there decals on the bug uh no no there is no decals uh there are insert meshes uh i use a program called uh sorry the, the i don't call a uh, mesh machine and let me open one here really quick it is really really good um let me see let's use a cylinder and uh, subdivide it maybe this way and use this like here this plugs and do this oh i'm sorry i messed it up something but oh i get the idea that's uh, really powerful yeah that is very useful let me see if it works on top of here yeah and it inserts to the mesh oh it is embedded to the mesh oh dude very nice that mesh is, machine that is great jeez thank you for that yes. that's a nice nugget for everybody good question yeah. <laughs> man yeah those holes and stuff all that stuff is tough um yeah all all, all these small details these holes uh these uh inserts here are mesh machine oh man uh huge time saver and and you also uh, can can make custom ones like uh this curve here and this triangle uh i model separated and then insert using this add-on dang yeah because that, that'd be really hard to get right uh yeah like accurate topology would be tough there but that's super cool love that yeah um fabricio that that's that's all the time we got today man but um awesome thank you so so much for for doing oh, this and for being you. patient i know you were no, you were no. last here <laughs> you had to wait for all the all the other ones here but no, thank no you yeah thank you so yeah. much for having me thank you so much for choosing me as the first place is uh, really our own an honor absolutely man yeah absolutely uh congratulations again i love your thank mindset you. thank you very much the workflow and um i'll see you in september for camp in colorado yes definitely yeah, man. i'll be there yeah. yes um do you play any music uh no any instruments <laughs> no okay no unfortunately i would like to but i no <laughs> all good all i prefer good. to gonna, hear it we're gonna have some good times man some very good times okay all right fabricio have a good one i'll catch you later man thank you thank yeah. you very much peace out bye man. later bye ah oh, man so good so good uh, i'm so glad that we did this i was on the fence about doing this stream because i was really trying to limit the amount of streams i was doing this year really trying to reconnect with the things I loved this year. Um, and uh, I wanted to kind of lighten my load for these challenges. Of course, we're still doing the challenges. The next one's in August. All right. So get ready for that. Uh, mark the calendars. August should be the working month. But um, yeah, I just wanted to go a little easier on myself. You noticed that I didn't live stream every single weekend and I didn't even make a piece of art this time around. I, you know, I did a little intro stuff. Um, I did some like intro title graphics next week, next weekend, Saturday, I'm going to be doing a breakdown for 
how I put that uh, motion blurred road together with the wet pavement and um, get into some cool tips and tricks on that. That'll be next weekend. But my point is, um, I'm glad that we did this stream because I, I almost didn't. Um, but I, re I asked myself, hey, I want to know. I, I want to know. I want to I want to interview these guys. I want to find out their creative process. I'm very much involved with like trying to figure out what my creative process is. What's the healthiest creative process? Um, and and I I feel inspired. I really do. It it's so good. It's so good seeing other people's workflows because it gets you out of your head and it gets you thinking a different way. And I personally really need that. Um, and I'm sure if I need it, some of you do too. So I hope you guys learned a lot doing this uh, and hanging out with me today. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll chill out for the next 10 minutes with you guys and uh, answer any questions that you guys have in the chat. Happy to hang out with you guys for that time. Let me pull up a chair. you guys for hanging out with me camera's glitching out a little bit but you know it's all good Oy. all right hit me with that at Punisher here in the chat and I'll see what we got uh weekly challenge unfortunately we're not doing the weekly challenge this time um I've been so used to to doing them uh, like after the weekend. And it's very rare that a weekly challenge times up with a live stream. Honestly, it went right over my head. So apologies. <laughs> um, but we're, I'll get you up. We'll get you on the Discord uh, like on Monday or something. All right, let's see what we got here. Questions, questions. How do I texture stuff if I don't use UVs? Well, it comes with UVs. Um, usually, stuff comes with a mesh UV when you spawn something and you start modeling. But then you'll notice, oh no, as soon as I start adjusting this primitive, the UVs are off. So I always set my UVs to just a uh, box or cube or flat. Um, that's it. <laughs> I never like do any tweaking to it because um, I honestly just don't know how, which might sound ridiculous, but, uh, and I didn't really care to, to look it up. You know, I've gotten good results from just switching it to box, you know, and it, and then it looks fine. Will there be another challenge? Of course, there'll be another challenge. August is the working month. This August. Uh, Platinum, you're welcome. You're very welcome. I think it's an important stream for sure. I was feeling it. I was feeling it. So it, it you know, we're doing it. How many people submitted for this challenge? We had 4,280 people submit for this challenge, um, which is ridiculous. 
that's a lot of people um and uh, totaling up all of the the collective work we had 30 years of art three decades worth of of submissions of working hours that is excluding render time and excluding any hours that went beyond because people would put like 40 million hours like i basically took i added up how many hours if you if you worked eight hours a day um uh for a working week full time on this for the five weeks that this challenge was open what that number was i basically took any any hours plugged in higher than that and i brought them all down to that number and then that was what got us because i think it was 40 years and then i plugged that in and it came down to 30 years i just wanted it to be a bit more accurate uh let's see Hmm. Have I tried doing any composition and fusion inside of DaVinci? Not really, but I want to learn. That is something that I want to learn. How many years of render time? I hadn't tallied that up. Um, I hadn't tallied that up. I do not. I don't know the answer to that one. Uh. <laughs> oh, you guys. Let's see. Where can you go if you... Oh, visual, get out of here, dude. That set up, that prompt. Where can you go if you want to join art challenges every single week? Well, uh, I got a Discord server, and it's linked in the description. And uh, myself and the moderators, we hold these weekly challenges every single week uh, with new prompts every week. It's like art... Um, sorry, it's like uh, Inktober, right? Where you do a sketch every day for the month of October but it's just every week forever, basically. So you can hop in, hop out whenever you want. Um, we're always doing weekly challenges. We, I think last year we implemented like a badge system where kind of like Pokemon where, you know, as you, as you, as you win the weekly challenges, there's five winners every week and honorable mentions get points too. And you even get points for participation you get like a little a little emblem next to your name on discord and like you level up and go through the ranks uh and it's pretty pretty fun we had a good time designing those that was cool how do you feel about the success of this creative journey so far of this creative journey uh i mean the challenges i guess man the challenges have been really freaking awesome I had no idea that we would be doing these. We we just finished our sixth challenge, and it, it it's everything, man. It, it like it, time and time again, it constantly inspires me. Seeing all of your awesome art, I love going through all the renders. That's the best time with the moderators. We go through all the renders together, and we just have a blast. Um, and then pulling the top 100 is always tough. Pulling the top 20 is harder. Pulling the top five is even harder. And putting them in an order is even harder. Um, but uh, it's it's really inspiring to me. Like I, I, I truly feel very inspired right now. Um, and that gets me excited. <laughs> that really does get me excited because uh, all last year, I'm, I'm going to be honest, all of last year, I did not really feel inspired uh, to do anything, to do any art. 
all the art that I was putting out was like, I was on autopilot and uh, I, I, I did a lot of cool stuff in Unreal Engine, but I just ended up doing the same thing over and over and over. So I'm very excited to have gotten through another challenge, to, got, to have gotten through it in a very healthy way. Uh, for me personally, I'm very proud of that. Um, and I feel more inspired than I had in, in the last couple of years, to be honest. And I am excited to really just, you know, listen to what I want to do, listen to the things that I think are fun and doing them, whether or not it can be monetized. That is the biggest thing. Having a YouTube channel is like, you know, it's my, it's my living. It's what pays the bills here. And, um, it's scary. There's a lot of pressure. We're talking, we're talking about pressure, right? It's a lot of pressure to, uh, to have on you when you, you know, you got to put out a video and it's got to get X amount of views and you got to attach a sponsor to it. And if it doesn't get this many views, then the sponsors will stop, start falling off. And then, but, oh, you know, oh, but it's successful. And, and, but now you're just doing the same thing day in and day out. And then you start to lose passion, lose your passion. And that is terrifying. Um, yeah. And like I said, I was kind of faced with that last year. So, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you all this book right here has been so much for me in the last month, but the artist's way, that's another book too. That's one that really, that that's really helping out. Um, so I've kind of been reconnecting with the stuff that I love and I know I went, I'm, I'm kind of off on a tangent here from that question, but, uh, you ask, you know, how's the creative process going so far? So the journey, um, I'm excited, you know, basically from now until August of, of, uh, later this year until the next challenge, I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do. That's fun. And you know, uh, figure it out from there. So right now I'm loving music. Oh man, I'm loving, loving making music right now. Uh, there's no pressure to it. I don't have to monetize. Okay, but getting back to the monetization thing, it's like you feel like you have an idea, a good idea. It's like, oh, I gotta monetize it. Ah, oh, but I can't really because I don't think the audience is gonna like it. Ah, I'm not gonna do it. Worst mindset ever. I realized that that's what is blocking me from from creating the stuff that I want to do. So I just gotta forget about making a living, which is terrifying and just do it because it's fun and know that good things will come from it. Um, I can't second guess it, you know, so that's tough. That's tough, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just like, you know, uh, it's kind of what, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I, it's what I need to do. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I've been playing, been reconnecting with basketball, actually I've been playing a lot more basketball, which I used to play as a kid. Um, but I started playing recently and it's so much fun. Oh man, it is so much fun. Uh, terrifying, but very, very fun. See, oh, you're asking, where can I find your music? Where can I find your music? I'm so hesitant to like put it up somewhere. God forbid, monetize it. I just want it to be a 
personal creative thing. I, I don't want to start hearing, oh, your music's good, oh, your music's bad. It's like, I just want to keep it as pure as possible. Technically, it's on SoundCloud. That's all I'll say. It's on SoundCloud. Um, but I'm just putting it there so I don't have to upload it to Discord to show friends. I can just send them a SoundCloud link, you know. Um, I'm just doing it for friends, you know. Just trying to show friends stuff. But yeah, if you can find it on SoundCloud, then you can find it. Uh, I'm not using FL Studio, no. I'm not using Ableton. Though it would be Ableton. I have it downloaded. But I, honestly, I'm just... Like I said, I'm a, I like being hands-on with my stuff. So I don't want to be like sitting here behind a computer clicking that is not inspiring for me i want to be on a drum set i want to be on the top of a mountain with a flute i want to be twisting knobs on a synthesizer um not in this chair this chair is like i i don't want to say cursed but it's like it's not really inspiring i don't i'm not inspired sitting here behind the computer, you know, like I, I do that for 3D art and I'm, I'm trying to re-inspire myself on that angle, right? So what I've been doing music-wise, actually, I'll show you guys. Oh. This. This thing's the best, man. I'll play you, I'll play you a little thing. Uh, so it boots up. Let me pull up the. Let's see, let's see. Let me pull up the Discord really quick so I can get the live feed going. Yep. Okay, it's a little bright. Cool. Soto's gonna remove some noise filters. Who, who knows how good this, this will sound? It's gonna be. You know what? I got a speaker right here. Hold on. All right. So this is called an OP1, and it's the best. <laughs> I love it so much. And uh, it's a it's like a Nintendo Switch, but for it's a portable DAW. Uh, so you can sample things with line in you it has a microphone up here you can attach a microphone like i have my h4n like this guy so i'll go outside and i'll just like start recording the sound of a bird or something and then put it into here and give it reverb and delay and then i just make a lot of ambient music really uh it's very peaceful just go to the park and record the birds and record the air and add some like some chords to it, you know. It's really fun. Alright, let me turn this Battery on. Alright, let's see. Yeah, okay. So, yesterday I just was behind the drum set, right? I was chilling and... Let's see if this sounds good. I don't know how good this is going to sound audio-wise. Like, on the music's, the music's perfect, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, let's see. Let's see what I can do. I'm gonna mix it up here. So I got these four four tape tracks, four tape tracks. If I hit play, 
like solo individual tapes. And this is just recorded a little hand pan, or not hand pan, but a little, little drum I got. And I'm just recording this with my H4N with that other, that other mic I showed you guys. And then you just add layers, right? So the next layer. Next layer. It's too much fun. It's too much fun. I'll show you another thing. Uh... Let's see. Oh, uh, this song. This is the one that I started putting together last night. I was just uh, taking all of the PlayStation boot up sounds and then uh, like altering them and making a song with it. So I hadn't. I don't know what this sounds like because I was literally doing this without without the. Uh, here, we'll just hit play. here too right so you can start taking down one layer you know I love ambient music guys so much there is it here on PS3 PS1 with some PS3 in there. And then you work in that PSP to get the PSP going. Yeah. Too much fun. Too much fun. So I'm like trying to get off the computer onto this out into the park and just making music or something, you know? So it's, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I'll probably put some album stuff together at some point and release some stuff. But right now I'm just experimenting, having fun. Um, let's see, what else do I want to show you guys? Anything else? Oh, I got this one. This one's called Flute Techno. So I have this flute. Let me bust out the flute. Sorry, this just turned into like, let me talk about all the stuff I'm excited about, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. So this is called a ney. This is a an Arabic ney. It was a, it's a swamp reed basically. And it's uh, like, two, it takes two years to dry. 
And then it's cut by this master. I forget his name. But his signature is right there. Arab Instruments, I believe, is where I got this from. And uh, it's got this back hole that you cover with your thumb. And it just has this awesome desert flute sound. Let's see if I can... This took me a month to even produce a squeak from. It's really tough to play. So I preface that before I play it. <clears throat> and it's there's four octaves on this thing. Four octaves, which is crazy. See, I can barely produce a sound. It's nuts. are tough to hit. It's been a minute since I played this one. I can tell. Got to get your mouth in the perfect place. Anyway, let's see what flute techno sounds like. Let's build it up, let's build it up. Some like some like you know a little bit of that still a work in progress still a work in progress but I've been having fun with that anyway back to the questions y'all um but yeah I got a drum set in the garage that's fun I love playing drums I've been playing drums since I was in middle school um shader thank you for the super chat. Herman Miller chair, yeah, this is a, this is a classic, man. This one's great. I, I remember Freddie said, uh, who also has a Herman Miller chair, but Freddie was like, "Dude, you spend all day in your bed, so uh, get a good bed." And I was like, "You know what? That's great advice." And um, I think the same thing can be applied for the office chair. Uh, luckily, I got this one third hand so it was way cheaper it was like way cheaper um 
but agreed man yeah it's like one of the best investments um Paras, okay, you said the 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 winner, um, Fabricio, he said that he was modeling and animating the insect at the same time. How is that possible? I think what he's saying is he's going back and forth between modeling and animation. Back and forth between modeling and animation. He's not like modeling, finishes the model 100%, then starts animation, finishes the animation 100%, then goes on to texturing, finishes texturing 100%. I think he's bouncing back and forth between all these different things. And he's doing it because like he'll maybe be inspired to model and he follows the inspiration for as long as he can go for, you know, whether it's days or hours. And then he'll switch over to another thing if he's inspired for that. If he gets stuck or lost, you know, he'll he'll move on to the next thing. He's not just trying to finish it to go to the next spot. It's all happening one after the other. I think that's what he meant by, uh, you know, at the same time. <laughs> Maybe the next challenge should be to make art with your music that would be crazy i've thought about it um i'm not there yet but i don't know we'll see i'm gonna start slipping my music into my videos but for now i'll i'll uh, hit up the professionals when it comes to doing that fex you say you play drums since you were four you also enjoy drums and being creative it is the best playing drums really is the best because I would love to be at a point where, uh, I don't know, like living in like a village setting where all you really have to worry about is, of course, the essentials, food, um, shelter, uh, connection with other people around you, the community, small little, small little area. And, you know, you'd be bored at night. You'd want some, uh, some interaction, some, something fun to do. So you would play drums like drum circles and i think the, what was it, the first three instruments was the drum the voice of course the shaker and the flute i think those were the ones and that was it back in the day so like it's a very ingrained thing in all of us is is music drums like that kind of stuff like goes way back um so i i, I love it i could just play drums all day long it's the best uh there's actually a great 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 video i'm gonna link you guys uh let's see if i can pull it up here for y'all it's in my youtube favorites and it's about this like someplace in africa maybe and it's about how they play music every day day in and day out when they're working uh in the fields when they're working and like the iron the iron work when they're doing like uh smithing and all that stuff everything is done to the beat and they produce the beat themselves with you know just their feet their voices whatever and there's this great interview it's like a 10 minute video um let me see if i can find it really quick playlists uh, my favorites let's see here it is here it is I got you guys with the link right here boom 
If you're into music, if you're into drums, check that out. That's a cool one. But uh, let's see what other questions do we have. Do I have any plans for upcoming YouTube videos? Yeah. Um, let's see. What can I what can I mention? Um, I love I love photo scanning. Um, so I I want to do a couple things with that. Um, some some photo scanning videos this year. Uh, the people over at uh, uh, Capturing Reality is the company. Reality Capture is the program. Uh, are super nice, super cool. So. Um, planning on doing some cool stuff with them this year. Uh, you know, there's just some videos that I have in my head. We'll see if, you know, what, what, what they, what they come about and see if they come about. But, uh, I think that's, that's, that's the most I can say. Of course, the challenge in August, we'll be doing another challenge in August. Chicken NPC. Yes, that is the Lego tree in the background. I should have had the Sakura leaves on this thing. Um... Because it is soccer season. Uh, let us see. Yeah, Cole. Photo scanning is cool, man. I got a couple of videos on it if you want to check those out. But uh, it's fun. You can do it for free these days. Yeah, yeah. Scanning rocks is always a blast. Oh, man. So NAB uh, is coming up. If you guys are... Anyone here going to NAB... Give me a thumbs up in the chat. If you're going to be at NAB, give me a thumbs up. I'll be there on Monday. Uh, I'll be on the show floor on Monday around the Maxon booth. And uh, I'm not presenting or anything. I'm just going to be hanging out for support. Uh, I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evenings for all of the dinners and uh, little after party stuffs. Um, but I'm going to be rock climbing in Red Rock on Tuesday and Wednesday all day. Since we'll be out in Vegas, and I cannot wait. We're gonna do, we're gonna try and do nine pitches, which is basically, you climb up to an anchor point, your partner climbs to you, you climb to another anchor point, your partner climbs to you, and we do that nine times. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. I'm very excited for it. Um, yes, this is from Death Stranding. Let's see. Let's give a little, little Death Stranding love here. I got my boy chilling. This guy is very, very delicate. Ooh, I'm terrified just holding this up. Yeah. This could fall apart in minutes. You look at it, just teetering. Ah, oh, so sketch. Eh. Yeah, my, my buddy Devon got this for me, I think for a birthday or Christmas or something. Love it. Oh. Good times. <sighs> Y'all. All right. This is the last question. I'm going to answer this one, this last question. And then I'm going to bounce. I'm going to get some food here. But uh, Isaac, you say, what, in what motivated me to start 3D? The first time I ever messed around with 3D. I mean, I, I remember... Like, I always loved going to art class. I always loved drawing. And um, that eventually led me to, like... Uh, I, I also loved Airsoft and, like, playing ARMY. I was the kid in the neighborhood when I was, like, seven or eight. Decked out in full, like, military gear. I had, like, a wooden bazooka. I had, like, 
helmets and camo nets and belts and gear. And I was just this like little kid. That was me in the neighborhood. That was just me. And I would like hide in the bushes and spy on cars with like my binoculars as they would go by just patrolling, you know, just patrolling the neighborhood. Um, and I like wanted to join the Marines for the longest time. Um, I had a lot of friends whose parents were, were in the military and, uh, that was like my thing. I wanted to do that all the way up until high school. And so I kind of mixed that with like drawing and kind of put them together and started adding muzzle flashes to like gun airsoft videos, you know, little like war scenes. I always loved like Saving Private Ryan, uh, Behind Enemy Lines, like all those movies. And uh, I would try and recreate these like war scenes. And I was like, oh, I got to add the gunshots and the muzzle flashes. So I started like painting and muzzle flashes in like just the frame. I'd save the frame out from Windows Movie Maker. I'd bring it into like Macromedia Fireworks is what the program was called. Um, it wasn't even, wasn't even Photoshop. And then I would import the frame back in to Windows Movie Maker and there would be a muzzle flash there like in the video. And uh, I was like, oh, so crazy. And like it adds sound effects and stuff. So I started getting like, you know, deep into that and stuff. And then eventually, uh, you know, 3D was always like a big roadblock for me. It was like, oh man, I need to learn how to do that stuff. It's crazy. And it was just like, I remember being in high school, like must've been 10th grade. There was a program called Wings 3D. It was like this free, like browser-based 3D program. And during lunch break, we would go and like, just sit in the library on the computers and mess around in this program wings 3d with like a couple other guys from school and we would just build stuff uh all next to each other we'd be modeling next to each other and i like you rarely get that at least me now like i'm just it's just me in my office but having a group setting a group environment is so helpful um it's one of the great things about you know about corridor is you know you have people all these computers you'd be doing stuff together working on a project together is fun um or any job where you go into the office and work on creative stuff is fun so we would do that and um at a, at a certain point you know i discovered uh video copilot and was going through all those tutorials and uh you know he started doing like 3d integration tutorials there's like a meteor strike thing he did with a hole in the ground i was like man this is next level i gotta get on this so then i got uh, C4D release 10 R10 and I just started modeling stuff like modeling uh, like hard surface kind of stuff was really what I loved and I watched these tutorials by these two guys uh, Chris Tate and Ben Tate and they made these tutorials on cgtuts.com or it was like 3dtuts.com or something and they had the best tutorials that was for 3ds Max on how to model in 3ds Max and I, I just ate those up I love that so much and I was like, how do I integrate it into the, into the videos? And that was always a big question for me. And like Freddie, he was the one who hopped on with me and showed me how Buju worked, which was this like crazy advanced tracking program. And Sam and Nico too, you know, they were in 3ds Max all at the time with Brandon and Freddie. And uh, they would hop on like uh, some voice call Skype. And we would, uh, they would show me how it works. And I still didn't quite understand 
And then eventually I just moved out back out to California and kind of started figuring things out and yeah, just connecting with the people that, that I loved that were doing the things that I loved and yeah, just kept, kept following the, kept following the passion. So, um, that was a long answer to your question, but that was fun. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, I should bounce. Thank you for hanging out with me. It was a good time. It was good to stream with you guys again. I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this. So thank you guys. Uh, that was a good time. I am going to bounce. I'm going to get some food. Maybe I'll get some drums in. Maybe I'll get some flute in. Ooh, man, I got to finish that PS2 jam. So many fun things to do. All right, guys. Uh, next weekend, okay? Next weekend, I have an art breakdown for the like intro animation I did for the top 100 montage. So I'm going to get into, uh, you know, essentially how to make a, how to make a really cool intro graphic for like a title thing. It's like an abstract render, uh, lots of, it's a very simple scene, but I'm kind of breaking it down in, in detail for you guys. Uh, and I'll be going over a lot of fun stuff like, uh, HDRIs. I'll be going over IES lights. I'll be going over uh, camera shake, how to get realistic camera shake. I'll be going over uh, um, uh, realistic lighting, building a scene from the ground up. I'll be talking about uh, camera settings, aces, motion blur. Um, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, like reflective streets, how to get a realistic reflective street going. Uh yeah, so I, I I'm excited how to how to get something looking really nice in a very small amount of time. So that's what I'll be talking about next weekend, guys. So if you're not subscribed, if you're not scribbed, then consider scribbing. I think you have to say that, right? As a YouTuber, you got you have to, and you have to like say, oh, you gotta hit the bell too. All right, guys, I'm a bounce, Ronan. I like it. Have a creative weekend. Have a creative week. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. See you on the server. We'll be doing the weekly challenge. Uh, I'll announce the winners on Monday, most likely. I'm going to take my weekend here. And, uh, yeah. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. I'll catch you later. Peace.